Hi, uh, my name is Raph. I am playing Grinna, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I am um, playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinna. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello! Hello! Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. I've turned my volume up and that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody. And uh, apologies. Yeah, apologies to anybody using in-ear headphones listening to the podcast. Um, you can't hear this now, but when your ears stop ringing, welcome to the Lost Archives. We're excited to have you back. We're here playing Curse of Strahd, the, the premiere horror campaign. Um, now, this is this is the first time we've done a D&D stream since some really big announcements have been made concerning the OGL. I remember the last time we caught up, which was two weeks ago, we were feeling a little bit down, feeling a little bit sad about all the changes from Wizards of the Coast, but there's a little bit of sunlight coming back in again. The uh, recent news that the OGL 1.0a is now irrevocable and that the standard rules of D&D 5th edition, the 5.1 SRD, are now Creative Commons is actually pretty good news. I know there's some people who are still saying we need to push harder and there's more things that we can demand. There are, but for the most part, I have to say I'm pretty happy. We got pretty much everything we needed to get from Wizards of the Coast for the moment. Does this mean they're going to change their minds and do the dirty on us with one D&D? No, of course not. Of course they're going to do the dirty on us with one D&D. But that doesn't affect us because we're going to keep playing 5th edition, which is the best edition. So we will continue... Trying to, trying to no. hope for a swap to Pathfinder. Yeah, look, and, and, and that's the thing, right? I did, have a few, I did have a few chats with some other content creators and I will actually try some of these other um, systems out there. We already are with Avatar Legends. Like we, we already are doing um, some other stuff. And, and I stand by what I said with changing over um, to mostly homebrew stories and adventures after this. I'm still going to do that. That's really important to me and I, and I want to do that. So I will continue doing that. But there are some really, really cool systems out there that I'd like to do as little one shots. So once we wrap up the Avatar Legends campaign, I'm going to run a Call of Cthulhu campaign or an Edge of the Empire campaign, or a Pathfinder campaign. And not super, super long full campaigns like these are with Curse of Strahd and Tyranny of Dragons, but like a 30, 40 session. That's actually pretty long. Uh, 30, yeah. 40 session, yeah. <laughs> it's just the, I the problem is I've- one shot before. Yeah. A one month shot, Thomas. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just because I've set the bar so high with Tyranny of Dragons, which we're now about to do our like 104th episode. Which is I now swear like, to God, if you go through this whole thing and say, yo, come watch that, we're, we're almost done again. You've been saying that that joke is almost done since we started this thing. Shut up, edit it out, edit that out. <laughs> I will cut you, Haz. No, um, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, so Charity of Dragons, we, we are up to the very end of the campaign, as I have said a number of times. Go and check it out. No spoilers. I'm not saying anything because we are well and truly into the, the final 
couple of sessions. I think we've probably got one or two more left, so I'm not going to say anything else. Go check it out. It's really, really amazing. Um, but yeah, we, we are going to try out some more um, systems, some different systems and do some playthroughs of some different systems. Um, you, you will see some familiar faces for those systems. Um, I haven't talked to anybody yet, but I know that there'll be some invites going out to all of these guys here for the Curse of Stride campaign because um, it's fun to try new things and play new systems. And I think, Tom and Haz, you've tried Pathfinder before, haven't you both? Yeah, I, I run two Pathfinder yeah. campaigns at the minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I that'll be really good, actually, to have your expertise and... and GMing experience to get me into Pathfinder because I've heard that it can be a little bit rough if you don't sit down and actually like problem solve some of the stuff initially. Yeah, look, she's a lot more rules heavy than 5e. Yeah. But it's done like the rules sort of work. Yep. So like if you want to do anything, there's a, a written system for it in either the GM guide or the player handbook. So like anything you want to do, it will be there and but the consequence of that is that there is a rule for for bloody everything. everything. Yeah. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to yeah. see what the Project Black Flag looks like that Paizo are working on. Because when that gets released uh, in drips and drabs, I'd love to do some playtesting for them if you guys are keen mm. to join me in that. It could be really fun. But I mean, yeah. I, took, I took my work colleagues through a session of Pathfinder last Wednesday night. They'd all never played a tabletop RPG in their life and they were all playing fine by the end of one oh. session so okay brilliant okay it's yeah. not as rough as people make it out to be yeah okay gotcha it's more, it's like a meme kind of sort of setup where people go oh, bit, Pathfinder. Yeah. oh. okay because I, I know that on the scale of like learning curve avatar legends is like a zero out of ten yeah. it's like you have four <laughs> do whatever you want roll the dice <laughs> yes it's like <laughs> I, I would like to do this great roll some dice uh that's 2d6 yeah just 2d6 for everything everything yeah just 2d6 for everything if you want to do something just roll the dice and it's 2d6 all the time um yeah, Avatar Legends is like yeah. a zero out of ten for for complexity. But, I think um, the crossover from Five E to Pathfinders was basically like no time at all, really. Like I was a player in Harrison's um, one of his campaigns, and it's just it was like okay, this is like slightly different. You do this slightly different rule, and okay, we're there now. So okay, brilliant. Well, that's that's exciting. Yeah, so so stay tuned. I, I'm not sure what the next system we'll play around with will be. We we are going to keep obviously doing our fifth edition campaigns, keep doing Avatar Legends, but I'll keep you posted on what other new system we trial out. I personally have always wanted to run a Vampire the Masquerade um, Ooh, one shot. I can also help you. Yeah. I've done that one too. Yeah, I've heard such good things about it. So I will definitely do that one day. Not sure when, but I definitely will. Um, alrighty, let's get into the session. Um, oh, also, Hogwarts Legacy comes out in a week. I'm so excited. It looks so good. A whole bunch of those like gameplay streams were chucked up on YouTube recently where like content creators a lot bigger than us got to play with it for like two or three hours. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> looks so good have you guys seen those it's just no i haven't oh, it just looks good it, like, it looks fun i'm excited i'm definitely doing a um a playthrough of it on youtube i've just created the overlay today and the intro video so i'm excited and i've composed a little bit of music for the uh the start of it just yeah i'm excited if it wasn't obvious uh so <laughs> that'll be coming out soon too <laughs> all right that's it from me let's do a recap oh sorry for podcast listeners um Jared won't be joining us tonight. Obviously, if you're watching on the video or the stream, you can see that Jared's face underneath me is greyed out. He won't be here tonight, unfortunately. Uh, did he say it's like his girlfriend's cat or his friend's cat like was really yeah. sick and throwing up and he's had to yeah. rush them to the vet? So we're all crossing our fingers and toes for speedy recovery and for it not to be too serious. But um, yeah, hopefully hopefully all okay with the cat. Because um, I, I, I thought for a second it was his cat because he's got this really beautiful Maine Coon who's quite young. And I was a bit concerned for a second, but... Um, 
I, I mean, I still am concerned. Like, I hope the cat's okay, but that's not like, to say we're not still concerned. We're still very concerned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just that like his his main green's are like a year of cats old. we care about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, Jared won't be joining us tonight until maybe a little bit later. If he comes on and joins us, hopefully that's because everything's really, really like gone well. So we'll keep you posted. So yeah, um, fingers crossed, everything's okay for Jared's uh, Jared's friend's cat, and I'll, I'll post an update on the uh, on the twitters if uh, if all okay. All right, let me do a recap. So. The newest team of the Tempest Adventuring Guild have found themselves lost in a strange land following a request to investigate some mysterious disappearances. Exploring a manor in the ruined town of Dowbridge, the group have faced ghosts, ghouls, and banshees, and in the process of disrupting a cursed magic ritual, have now been pulled through a tear in space to the demi-plane of Barovia. Traveling to the nearby town, the group were met by a Barovian man who introduced himself as Ismark, son of the recently deceased village burgomaster. Ismark was quick to reveal his intentions to the party. Sure, he could trust these newcomers to the realm. The death of his father had been no happenstance. For several nights, their house had come under attack from undead creatures. Sure that he and his sister Irina could be next, Ismark plans to try and escape with her to the nearby village of Valaki. Meeting with Irina at the house, a plan was devised. Take the body of their father to the nearby church to be properly buried, spend the night safe in the chapel, and then take the road to Valaki in the morning. Arriving at the chapel, the party were introduced to Father Dorovich, a priest of the sun god Lysander, who seemed rather nervous at their arrival. Mistrustful of the priest, Ismark warned the characters against trusting him, so the introduction was a rather tense one. Stepping into the chapel, the group found it in a state of significant disarray, explained away by Dorovich as the work of vandals. Also inside the chapel was another Atlander, a blue-skinned aquatic humanoid from another plane called Rill. With Dorovich, Ismark, and Irina heading outside to bury their father, Luther and Rill decided to join, both curious as to why a sun priest was performing a nighttime ceremony. While this was going on, the rest of the group investigated the chapel and found a locked trapdoor to a basement below the chapel. Just as the group were peering through to see what might be hidden below, a voice called out, Father, I'm hungry. It was soon revealed that the priest's son, Doru, had been trapped in the chapel cellar following his transformation into a vampire spawn. The group debated on how to handle the situation and decided to sleep on it, uh, deciding that they would use the sun to help kill Doru. However, during the night, Grinner found himself pitying Doru and chose to release him secretly. Luther awoke first and quickly discovered Grinner's actions, but instead of outing him to the group, Luther decided to keep Grinner's secret. We jump back in as Father Dorovich is awoken, Luther rushing back into the main chapel chamber where all of you are sleeping. Uh, calling out that Doru is gone, and we left off last session right as Donovich awakens. Bleary-eyed, still a little bit drugged from the results of you feeding him his own tea that he tried to feed you to knock you out, sort of waking up and, My, my son, what? My, what has happened to my son? And we jump straight back in. Now, obviously with uh, Jared away, I will play Luther for the next little bit. As the rest of you all awaken, Grin is still back in a, another room. Um, Luther sort of rushes in and goes, uh, Well, um, your son escaped uh, during the night. Uh, he, he got out of the cellar. He, he's gone. He just watches as Dodovich just like hands covering his head slowly sinks into this sort of half-fetal position and begins whimpering. It's all my fault. It's, oh, it's all my fault. And seems very out of sorts. Arena rushing over to check on him, pats him on the back, tries to look at him, and then looks up at the rest of you. What happened? How did... How did Doru escape? The trapdoor was locked, wasn't it? 
Yes, Mr. Gunnar, were you not on watch? I'd, I'd know, I was not woken up for my watch. What? I'm in the other room. <laughs> yeah, Grinner just sort of pokes Mr. his head Grinner. out. Mr. Uh, hello? What? What's the fuck? What the fuck, what the fuck? We are Sans one vampire boy. Uh, yeah, he, uh, must have got out, I guess. Did, uh, how, did, how did he get out? I don't know. He, but I, I got very uh, sleepy uh, and, then, and then I went to sleep. Uh, on, on watch, I suppose. So, hang on. So, you, in your watch, you, um, you're, hang, what were you doing? You're watching in the room or you're with everyone else? Yeah, no, look. Yeah, yeah look. We had agreed to not go in the room. We would go and take a watch from in here. Yeah, look. Yeah, we did. But given how absolutely appalling we did at actually blocking that room up, uh, I thought, you know, I'd just. I'd just step over what we built and go into the room anyway, seeing it was about two fucking feet tall, you idiots. And um, I think you were the main fault for that not being good. Yeah. I remember well, pointing out some things and being ignored. I feel as though, Tiffler, there's no point uh, poking figures at this stage, uh, love. You're right, um, you're right. We're in this together. I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be criticising you in this, your hour of need. Well, look, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, uh, anyway, look, I sat in the room with him and I went to bed. I didn't need to go to bed. I was sitting there and then I was uh, asleep. Uh, that's all that I know about all of it. And... Joan, I was going to pull out a book and have a flip through all the pages. That, can uh, are, you, are you all right? Can you stand up? Are you feeling a bit lightheaded or anything? Can I, can I have a look at at your neck by any chance and yeah, walk up to start walking towards the room and um go to inspect his neck yeah uh yeah. Right. Jim, do you want to make um, a medicine yeah. check yeah all righty we'll take the first roll which was a 19. <laughs> I'm just, I have to say, I'm calling out, for podcast listeners, you're not going to appreciate this, but for those watching, <laughs> Jacob has this weird, like, for a second, I was like, oh, there's like a snake in his room. <laughs> it's just his cat's tail, <laughs> just bipping and bopping all over him. <laughs> oh, you're weird. Aww. She won't leave me alone. No, that's so What's cute. cuddles? The best problem. <laughs> it's funny, um, it reminds yeah, me imagine... of, um... oh, sorry, no, you go, you go. No. I was going to say, it reminds me of Avatar Legends last Thursday where uh, Archie's cat kept biting him and every time he tried to move it away, it would like full on just start like chewing off his finger. It was hilarious because he's like, he's actually (laughs) bleeding from this. (laughs) Cat's just wrecking him. And he's like, I can't punch a cat on stream. (laughs) I was like, like, you just can't, you just can't punch a cat. You gave way too much information away. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's really funny. I do have cat hairs in my tea now, so this is going real well. Yeah, it's fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, it's Archie Archie was definitely kidding. Uh, but no, it's just really funny that we've had now two streams disrupted by a cat now. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. Jonah, as, no, not at all. Jonah, as you examine Grinner's neck, uh, there's no signs of any open wounds, uh, no signs of any healed old scars there, besides the massive one across his throat, um, this slash where it looks like someone tried to like cut his throat, that he- and that's healed a very, very long time ago. You- you've known Grinner has had that for as long as you've known him. I 
absolutely not look at that at all and try to not bring yeah. that up at all. I just, I just, just go straight past it out yeah. of politeness. So no, no new wounds, no puncture wounds, especially no breaks in the skin, um, leaking blood or anything like that. And and with a nineteen as well, you kind of know when things have been magically healed. Like you can see kind of telltale signs where the skin has regrown to, to heal things. And, and sometimes there will be a very faint scar that is too clean or too perfect. Um, this there's no signs of that at all either. No signs that he's been bitten and then magically healed straight afterwards. So yeah, no no signs of any vampire chompies during the night. Yeah, Grinny, you're um you look perfectly okay. There's there's nothing there's no blood on your shirt, you know, there's nothing on either side of your neck is expecting some puncture or a cut, but yeah, I, I nothing in there. No, no, I, I would know it if I'd been attacked, I think. It seems a tad odd as the vampire would escape and ravenous though he was, not drink any of your blood. Well I, I guess it was friendly vampire. He did not seem very friendly, given that our our last discussion before we went to bed was we should probably kill this guy in the morning when the sun comes up. And you guys said that within earshot of him too, just as a FYI. We were not quiet about this. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe he's better than we are, I guess. <clears throat> can, hang on, can vampires be spellcasters? Because I know that I, uh, I've heard of, you know, people being sent to sleep, so... Could he have spell? Spell can you use? Fuck, maybe Luford, any ideas? Ismark uh, at this point sort of nods and goes, I, I mean, I don't know about all vampires, but I can tell you that uh, Strahd uh, definitely is a powerful, powerful wizard. I mean, I told you that the the night he, he flew up and caught this comet using this web of, of magic. Uh, he definitely, definitely it's possible. Uh, I'm not sure if Doru was a spellcaster at all, but I can tell you that Strahd certainly is. Oh, there you go, Daddy. He must have just put me to sleep and left. Luther, kind of, Luther kind of coughs and goes, <clears throat> yes, well, uh, it's yeah, it sounds like that's exactly what happened. Uh, no need to kind of like get stuck on that. We, we've got to deal with the here and now. And here and now we've got to try and get uh, Rena and Ismark to Valaki, right? That's where we're headed next. Can I insight check one of those two guys? Yeah, of course you can. Do you want to insight check both of them? Yeah. Brilliant. Rina. You know what, Luther? You are completely right. Right, this is not important. How hang on, he got hang out. Hang on, they've got to roll deception check first. So that day. Okay, <laughs> could that. be eight. Yeah, no. Both the, of us? Yes, please. Not just using their passive deception. No, that, well, there's no such thing as like a passive deception. <laughs> so, of <laughs> them. I mean, oh, that'd maybe, be a maybe, cool build. Twenty for Grinner. Yeah, Grinner seems sweet as a row one for Luther too. Luther's a minus one. Nineteen. I got a natural twenty for Luther. So that's, yeah. That's I know you guys seem com- completely above board here and you're correct. Uh, there's bigger fish to fry than one missing vampire. If we see him again we can kill him then. We'll just have to remember he can probably cast some spells as well. Just whatever we've seen or you've seen Strahd do, it's the same thing for this little uh, yep. vampire, just not as strong. Well, let's hope that he cannot catch mi- uh Comets with webs of magic that seems pretty fucking strong. Yeah, and look, I, I think it's important to point out too, right, that he put me to sleep and left without hurting anybody else in this entire place. So, I don't know, maybe he's, all of us. Yeah, maybe he's a good guy. We should just uh, let that one slide and move on with our lives. Ismark raises a single eyebrow and looks at you, Grinner, and goes, uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go tell the town guard today to look out for Doru and let them know that he is a vampire and that no one should invite him into their homes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, so so um, what 
What do we do about the priest? Do we, I don't know, kill him instead? Arena gives you a very uh, sharp look, <laughs> Theodore. Absolutely not. I will not allow you to hurt this poor man. Poor man, he was he was feeding townspeople to his vampire son. Like, what what poor man? He's a murderer. She, yeah, she we points put him back out of the trapdoor. That's she, it. She points at the curled up man in the fetal position. Clearly, he is not well. I, there must be something well, yeah, that we can do for him. Murderers tend to not be. Yeah, murder. Well, do we do we definitely know that he killed people? So there's been blood delivered, but not necessarily full bodies. People have disappeared. If we go down the trap door, maybe we can find the bodies, and then that's kind of confirmation. Didn't, didn't we also have the option of letting the town sort of work it out? We we don't know any of them. We, oh, I, I don't care either. We can let the town worry about it. They can they know who's missing and where, and they'll be able to identify bits. Is Mark nods and goes, yeah. I, I mean, we're we're giving the big middle finger to Barovia and walking over to Valaki. I couldn't give yep. two shits about what happens at this town. I'm happy to just hand him over to the guard and let the next Burgermaster deal with oh, it. No, I don't to want him. to be rude about it. Okay, well, you don't have to give two middle fingers. Just the one little one. Okay, that's fine. Like, that's your choice. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, who's um, got the keys? What keys? Uh, the keys to the cellar. Yeah. How did he get out? That's a good question. There does not seem many signs of... Um, well, no, I'm going to investigate the lock to see how he broke out. Yeah, I want to. I want to have a look in there too. Yeah. With my. Load do we? Do we remember who had it? I uh, do. You remember who had it? Um, I did have it, and I gave it to someone else. Yeah. Uh, you gave it to to Grinner, I believe. It was it was either Grinner or Luther. Hey, um, hey, Grinner and Luther, can I check, check, have you guys got the keys? And I, I'm standing right next to him. And just look at both of them. Uh, now, Grinner, I'll, I'll give you keys. I don't remember, do I? <laughs> do no, I no, no, if, if I remember correctly, Luther has, like, planted the keys just outside the front door. That's he's, like, right. throwing he them, he's, like, yeah, throwing them right. out the front door. So Luther sort of pats his pockets and goes, uh, no, I, I don't believe I ever had the keys. Yeah, I guess oh, okay. so you like to look out, off with him. I, I don't know. Maybe left with the keys somehow. Wait, so it, you're trying to suggest that he broke out of the, the cellar, stole the keys, got back into the cellar, unlocked the keys from inside when you can only open them from outside. Well, we don't know how he got out yet. I'm investigating the lock with the 18 to see if they've been uh, unlocked. Or I have, have, heard it, have heard it be tell that vampires can turn themselves into mist. Luther kind of like <laughs> gives a bit of a shrug. Uh, Tithler, with an investigation of 18, the trapdoor's locked. The lock is in place. It is, it is securely fastened. Um, keys are nowhere to be found. And as you have a bit of a look around, you can see there's some footprints around the trapdoor, um, heading towards it and away from it of all different sizes because you guys, you know that you guys all came up around it yesterday and had a bit of a look. As you try and focus on the most recent footprints, you can see that there are footprints leading away from the trapdoor in the dust that have a little bit of a red stain around these bare bare feet, humanoid feet, walking away. This very faint, sort of like at the borders, a little blood stain every so often. And as you follow those to the front door, you can see that the tripwire that Luther had set up has actually been cut in the very middle, and the front door is just ever so slightly open. Uh, um, everybody, this guy's Trixies, yeah? So, he was able to get out without unlocking it, and he saw that the tripwire was there and didn't shut the door all the way so that we would get woken up. That's a very Trixie's person. He's very smart. I've, yep. I've never had anyone overcome my tripwires in such a way before. Oh, oh gosh damn. 
<laughs> Wait, no, he was a natural 20. I've never had anyone overcome my tripwires in such a way before. It's, it's a very puzzling mystery. Oh, golly gosh. Oh, oh. Oh, heaven to Betsy. <laughs> I realize I'm doing a much deeper Luther than, than Jared does. I'm trying to do a slightly, like, higher one. I don't know what's going on with no. my voice today, but I seem to be locked into very deep the voices. The southern is dragging it no, down. It is. He's officially Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> but Foghorn yeah. Leghorn. Oh, gosh. Damn. Or, or um, what's his face from um, Knives Out and Glass more. Onion? Fucking <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> well, I do declare. Benoit Blanc. Uh, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> I just, like, do fucking love those movies. Um, Yeah, sorry, Tiffa, carry on. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know how. There's some magics going on that would, if they can get out without, you know, unlocking it, then it makes sense that Grinner was able to be put to sleep. It must be very powerful. Yeah, it all okay, definitely so checks out and makes sense. We should move on. Yep. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, to be honest, I've never known Grinner or Luther to lie to me, so I have no reason to suspect them of any ill doing. Even though, yeah, it's, I, it's I do remember Brenna um, saying we should never um, compromise the party as well. So, no, we would never yeah, go against word. what the group had decided. Yeah. So. You might and also Grinna's remember. definitely not one to just make decisions on his own without consulting everyone. You, you might also remember Grinna absolutely destroying a halfling for falling asleep on watch uh, back in Oxenford <laughs> as well. Yeah. Like, no, basically. We don't, basically telling him no you don't that's right your characters don't but um yeah <laughs> did the audience might remember that yeah, yeah. grinner basically like telling him that he's like worse than dirt and that his life is meaningless because he fell asleep on watch and let his companions die so um just a fun fact <laughs> fair though <laughs> just a fun fact um, um all right i'm gonna walk up to the door and see the tripwire um, is there blood on the handle or anything? Looks like no, no a, blood on the handle, and and the, the little, the tiny little like red droplets around the footprints are very faint and almost gone. And as you get to the front door, they kind of fade away. As, as you open the door and look out, Jonal, you can see that dawn has just started to break over uh, the village of Barovia. You can see the sun rising in the east, casting this very, very faint, paltry light across the lands. Probably you're expecting a warm bright glow from the east as the sun rises but it's this very wan very almost non-existent sunlight and the clouds are already beginning to cover the sky and block out even that meager light mm. it seems like he's definitely gone then um i want to check out inside this uh, little trap door i'm going to go back into the room open it up and uh, cast it's light locked. again the trap door oh, is locked, locked and it is the chain yeah, is still right. in place yep. mm. that's right Luther kind of like looks Chris. out the front door and goes, I wonder where he put the keys. Sort of looks around. If, did they lock? I thought, I thought Luther came in and, and unlocked it all, so it didn't look quite he so made, stars. Yeah, I think oh. he... Because Grinner had relocked it and it was... Didn't, obviously oh, yeah. okay, I remember I, something vaguely about that. Yeah. I think I got the order the wrong way around, because in my mind yeah. I thought Luther had unlocked it and then gone, oh no, we need to lock it. It's less suspicious if we lock it. No, yeah, it's the other way. It's the other way around. Yeah. Grinner had relocked yeah. it. No, sorry. Yeah. So the, the trapdoor is unlocked. Sorry. Retcon. As Otherwise, you, how yeah. they know that he's gone? So yeah, it's, you're right. it's really crazy. He was able to unlock it from the inside. We must have left something nearby that he could unlock it with because he wasn't able to unlock it earlier. Yeah, well, look, I was asleep right next to the trapdoor. So I don't know. Maybe he just reached up and grabbed the keys. And, hey, uh, hey, Grinner. Hello. Um, I know from what you've, you've just, who you are and the history you had, that if somebody were to fall asleep on guard that's probably not one of the best things um Grinner, can you i'm asking for this to be a, a place of trust for the moment can you please respect that 
I will try to flat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Grinner. Um, I know that that's a value that you hold dear to your heart. So I'm, I'm happy if, if you want to sort of stop mentioning it. You're allowed to. It's okay. We forgive you. And we're happy to move on. Right. I'm going to go walk around the outside and see if there's any tracks. I'll leave. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I want to be talking to Ismark and trying to arrange getting this priest down to the guard and getting out of this town as soon as we can because daylight's burning and we've got to get on the road. Yeah, as, as you sort of head over back towards Ismark, you can see Ismark is currently binding the priest's arms using um, the scarf that he wears, this sort of ceremonial cassock, the, the scarf around it with the motif of the sun on it. Ismark is actually torn in half down the middle to turn it into two bindings. He's currently binding the priest's hands and arms together behind his back. Father Dodovich just looks defeated. He has not stopped mumbling since the news that his son is gone, and you can see this horrible haunted look in his eyes, unfocused, not really looking at anyone or anything in particular. And as Irina tries to talk to him, he seems unresponsive or catatonic. Ismark sort of finishes tightening the, the last of the restraints. And Irina goes, uh, Careful, please do not do them too tightly, Ismark. You don't want to hurt him. Uh, I'm actually not worried about hurting him. That's not a not a real concern of mine. I don't Irina. think anyone is particularly worried. Irina, why are you so invested in this creepy man's life? I'm not invested in his life. I'm invested in my brother's choices and my choices. And I, I don't think that this is the right thing to do. Yes, he has most likely done some pretty horrible things. But I don't think it's up to us to punish him. There, We have law. We have law enforcement in this town. It is their job to do this. I don't think it's our place to be doing these things. Alright. Well, fair enough. Well, let's get him up and get him down to the town before we can not get you to to Valaki in, in enough time. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. I think that's a very good idea. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm happy to, to take him into town with Ismark. Uh, if you, you wanted to accompany me, you are welcome. There are some places where you might resupply if you needed uh, supplies for the road. Yeah, I'll, I'll gladly join you. I will uh, let the rest of the team know as well. Uh, what about you, Rill? What will you do? You can see the, the blue-skinned aquatic man sort of just been sitting watching all this unfold, um, flipping through a notebook on occasion and taking notes. He kind of looks up a little bit surprised. Um, I was uh, I was planning on uh, staying here in this chapel for the time being. I am a priest, a cleric. I can perform clerical rights and uh, I'm happy to, to administer the people of this town for the time being if that is uh, not uh, undesirable for you. Seeing as you have lost your useless priest sort of gestures <laughs> towards Dorovich. <laughs> I, I, I do not think that should be a problem but you should probably introduce yourself to the town then. Outsiders are rarely welcomed. Uh, you probably want to make a bit of an effort to, to make sure they know and trust you. Uh, I don't really care what people have to say or do. I uh, I mainly will be keeping the, the grounds uh, sanctified for my own protection if people wish to, to join me in that they are welcome. If they do not want to, if they uh, judge me by the color of my skin, then they go fuck themselves. Um, yes, well, that's... Amen! <laughs> Just take that from the front. <laughs> uh, well, that is, that is obviously very fair. Um, excellent, wonderful. Well, it is good to hear that there will still be someone able to tend to the, the poor and the, the needy in the town of Barovia. Uh, right, well, I believe we should probably get ready to go. Um, will you accompany me, please? Uh, anyone who wishes to. Uh, I know Ismark would be 
will be taking Father Dorovich. Um, the rest of you are welcome to come as well. And with that, Irina sort of like, with Ismark in tow, heads towards the front door. Ismark pushing Father Donovich in front of him, keeping him moving uh, as they get to the front steps. Uh, at this point, Jonor... Gr- no, Grinner's already walked out the front to go have a bit of a walk around the ground. So it's just Tithla and Jonor who are in the room looking down into the darkness. Jonor, you said you cast light to have a bit of a look into the cellar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm as- looking for other Ashley Bones, have people being killed and fed to this yeah. um, the vampire. As you, as you peer down into the darkness, Jonah, you can see the cellar is worked stone for the most part, but the floor is this very rough dirt as if it hadn't really been finished. You can't see any bones looking in from where you are here, but you know that the, the cellar actually extends quite far underneath the chapel itself. Um, if you wanted to go explore the recesses of it, you're going to need to climb down the very rickety wooden ladder joining it to the surface. Um, I can see it's. I can see that it's rickety. Yes, definitely. It doesn't yeah. look like it's in the best wear. Okay, um, I'm gonna grab my rope and tie tie it to something nearby the top. And think. guys, we have a quick look down here just to see if there's anything else that would prove that people have been murdered and fed to his son. Okay. Um, all right, I grab a rope and tie it to probably one of the hinges or something like that. Yeah. Drop it down. Journal. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah, tie it, drop it down, so I've got something to pull myself back up with, and um, yeah, then start to go down. Jonor, as you emerge into the dark of the cellar, you can see that it is, yeah, quite, quite large and quite extensive. Over on the far north wall, you can see a number of chains attached to pillars in the room that have been broken and shattered, manacles lying useless on the floor where they have been broken open. There are the bones of tiny rats and other wildlife scattered around, but no other bones that you can see in the cellar. Yeah, okay. I'll look around for anything else unusual, marks on the walls. Could you make me a perception Um, or investigation check, please, General? For sure. Grinner, while he's doing that, uh, I mean, you kind of know roughly where Luther threw those keys. Are you picking them up as if you discovered them, or are you just going to ignore them? No, I'm not looking for that at all. I've actually gone around the side of the um, little church. And are there like, yeah, are there like any little, I've forgotten the word, but little alcoves, external buttress alcove sections? You know how larger cathedrals and stuff have those big buttresses and stuff? Any yeah. of that sort of stuff around outside? So no, no large buttresses because it's only a small chapel, but there is around the side... Uh, a small area with a stone seat uh, in front of a, a large um, flowering bush with these sort of bright yellow flowers that actually quite stands out in the very dark, dreary lands of Barovia. And you can see uh, that this area has been quite well trampled and, and you sort of vaguely remember this is where the the priest, Ismark Arena, um, Luther and Rill headed yesterday to perform the ritual. Uh, I'm going to kind of wander around there um... And if anyone were to be looking, they would see that his hands are actually shaking quite badly. And he's going to sit down on the ground, not on the seat, but kind of next to it and up against the wall of the chapel. And he's just shaking and hyperventilating, and he's got his head in his hands. Alrighty. Jonor, your investigation was 24! (laughs) Not bad, not bad. Jonor, as you have a look around, you can clearly see that someone has been kept down here for some time. Um, there are lines carved very faintly with 
some very sharp implement, but you're not sure what into the wall that mark off the days of imprisonment. And as you count through them, you can see that it has been a number of weeks. This person has been kept down here. And as you look at them, you realize that these were carved with a fingernail, a very sharp talon-like fingernail, which probably does spook you a little bit. Looking at the chains, you can see they were snapped and pulled out of the wall. The chains themselves are actually intact. It's the mortar that gave way that held these to the wall. Um, And the person who did this was clearly very strong. The bones of the small uh, vermin around, the rats and mice, all have had their necks broken. You can see, judging by the vertebrae, that they've had their necks snapped. There are no vermin in here at all, just the bones and furry carcasses of the mummified ones near the far wall. Something very hungry drained these creatures of blood. Grim. Yeah, but no human remains, no other signs, no clothes piled up or hidden in a corner, no freshly disturbed sure. earth indicating that they've been buried. This place seems rather clean. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I take that and I head back upstairs again. Brilliant. Yeah. Grab yeah, onto my rope and try to pull myself back out. Back out. You climb up the ladder. Um, the ladder still holds despite looking like it is past its use by date. Uh, you do yeah. scramble up the ladder with no no problems at this point. Great. Um, as I get to the top, I would say to everyone else, um, I don't see any remains of humans down there. So our claim that. Uh, townspeople have been fed to him is probably not true. Um, there's like rats and things that have been probably eaten and drunk, but uh, I don't know about the claim of murder though. Uh, Ismark and Arena, who are kind of walking up next to you, sort of hear this. Arena sort of like nods and looks at Ismark, and Ismark kind of like looks at her and goes, There's, there's a graveyard out the back. Like, seriously? Like, he could have just like chucked them in with any of the other bodies, like hidden them in existing graves. Like just because the bodies aren't down in the cellar doesn't mean there's not bodies. Come on, Arena. How, how naive are you? Hey, don't no need to throw that word out, okay? It's not nice. We, we're in a respectful area here. Irina sort of gives a bit of a wry smile. Because if it is naive to hope for the best of people and to try and find it in them, then yes, I am naive. Yes. I'm trying to help here. (laughs) Jono, as you get to the top, um, yeah, Arena, Ismark, um, Theodore are all there heading out with Donovich. Um, Luther kind of looks over and goes, "Uh, sounds like we're uh, all heading into town to drop off this fucker and uh, maybe get some supplies. Did you uh, you all want to come? Yeah, I'll I'll join you. Brilliant. We'll head back into into Barovia, maybe get some supplies and then uh, be on our way before we uh, waste too much daylight. What what do we need? What does everyone need before we head out? Let's get a shopping list. Otherwise, we just wander around and buy random stuff. <laughs> I need uh, one dead priest and yep, that's okay. about it. Check. Uh, Irina sort of like looks at you guys and goes, uh, food? I, I, I'm going to say as you guys are leaving and walking along the road now, Irina looks over and goes, uh, supplies, uh, food and, and rations, do you have enough for a, a few days? Uh, I know that um, there is not much here in terms of uh, sustenance and Balaki, uh, I assume, will be in the same kind of plight that we are with food availability, so it may be a good time to stock up on, on rations if you if you do not have more than a few days' worth. Well, okay, so who's going to go and get the food? I think the best thing here is to divide the group and split up tasks. Efficiency. 
Oh, there is only one store, uh, general store. Uh, but the store is different to the jail, I hope. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not that far away. My brother Ismark and I can drop off uh, the priest if you wanted to go and get supplies. It's, it's, it's not a huge problem. No, that's fine. We said we would protect you. We'll Luther, Luther sort of gives a bit of a smile. Goes, hey, if, if you need protection, I can, I can go with them and then keep an eye on these, these three and then meet up with the rest of you later if you like. No, whatever. It's all, it's all fine. We just got to get out of this town before we all end up dead. Wait, but... All right, sounds like a plan. Well, we'll all head in together, and then once I get a chance to head off with these two, I will. So we'll drop the priest off, drop him off, and um, let them know what's going on with the church, and then I'll come meet you guys at the store. Okay. Brilliant. Bye! Uh, you guys are still walking together down the road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the road here being like... <laughs> Like, runs ahead. Yeah. As you guys begin getting closer to the town, um, you can hear the sounds of lively chatter coming from around one of the outskirts, one of the outer buildings. And as you come round the side back onto the main road, um, Arena and Ismark kind of like give a bit of like a, oh, as you see a brightly coloured wagon, this beautiful red and orange striped canopy above it, this canvas canopy, very bright, vibrant colours. Um, bordered by these green and blue hanging flags around this cart, being pushed by a uh, an older woman, probably in her late 60s, early 70s, um, quite plump, very full, rosy cheeks, dressed in these um, very um, layered skirts, uh, mostly white, uh, with a grey overcoat as well. And you can see she has a travelling coat as well that is quite dirty, protecting her outer clothes and as she's pushing along the cart she's sort of calling out and you can see there are a number of Barovians lining up and purchasing what look to be these hot meat pies from her as, as she sort of calls out and goes pies pastries delicious goods baked tarts as people are sort of rushing along and coming up towards her arena and Ismark kind of share a look and go she's uh, she's back selling more pastries I, I don't know what she puts in them, but she, they they work. Arena sort of nods and goes, "Yes, I, I the flavor is uh, is a little bit unusual, but I had very pleasant dreams the night. She does not lie about the the contents of them. Did you want me to to get us uh, one or two? Isma? I don't think Grinna needs any. I'm sorry, that was a low blow. <laughs> um, Isma kind of like looks and goes, "Ah, uh, I don't know if we can afford them at the moment, Arena. We kind of need to save our money for Valaki." Arena nods and goes, okay, well, maybe we will have another chance to try the, the dream pastries. Uh, How time. much are they? Uh, Ismark sort of gives you a look and goes, oh, right, you wouldn't have seen. Oh, sorry. Um, I believe no, they're sort high, of... sorry. Yeah. No, 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 not, not at all. Um, I believe it's sort of one to two silver. I mean, I mean they're, they're hot meat pies. It's not something you can really source very easily in, in Barovia. Hot meat, you say? And yeah. they give you good dreams, or...? Yes, she calls them dream pastries, some sort of magic that she bakes into them. Um, you have very pleasant dreams uh, during the night, lovely dreams. And you've both not tried this one before? Uh, I've, I've had them once or twice before. Um, yeah, one or two times before. Arena? Uh, yes, um, maybe uh, two times before. Uh, it's not something that our father approved of very much. He was uh, quite a, an austere man he did not approve of luxuries so um it was very rare for us to be allowed to have them 
Yes, I understand. I live my life very much the same way. And she storms off ahead to go to the cart. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, does anyone else want to accompany Tithler? Because at this point, this is kind of the point where you guys are breaking off and heading in different directions anyway. So let me know if you guys wanted to, to travel with uh, with Tithler towards the cart, please feel free. Otherwise, uh, if you don't, let me know and I'll, I'll separate you guys up. No, I'll, I'll just head to the store, grab the rations for the trip and then try and hurry us all along out of this town the sooner we get out of Barovia the better in Theodore's books okay easy peasy um alrighty as you guys well as, as Tithler actually I should ask Grinner Grinner what are you doing are you rushing up uh well <clears throat> Grinner um having his little mini meltdown behind the church and hyperventilating and, and then seeing these the... guys just <laughs> walking off in the distance ahead of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's probably gonna steady himself and, and kind of I guess catch up but he's kind of lagging behind a little bit so he'll yeah. just follow whichever group is heading off last i guess probably whichever one um um uh yeah you'll probably go with tithler's group okay so let's i'll, I'll have tithler and luther then for the moment and then we'll see what um what uh, tom wants to do with journal so tithler as, as you rush forwards and and run up to the cart you can see there are a number of villagers purchasing these pastries you can see straight away that it's not a couple of silver being handed over. It's actually like six to seven silver pieces, sometimes a gold piece being handed over, the size of the slice being proportional to the amount of money being handed over. And as the woman's handing them out, the villagers are kind of mumbling and thanking her and they're walking away. Some of them not even waiting to finish handing her the gold before biting into it. This look of like ecstasy crossing their faces as they bite in, closing their eyes and just like destroying this pastry. Um, as you rush up and sort of join the line, there's only one or two people ahead of you, quickly passes before the woman leans forward, looks down and goes, Oh, hello there. I, I don't believe we've met. What's your name, little one? Hello. Hello. Uh, well, I'm, <laughs> I am Morgan. Uh, are you here to buy a dream pastry, my little friend? Um, well, I was, I was wondering, my... F- okay, so can I be honest with you? Oh, please. Are we friends? Oh, of course we're friends, little one. Either we don't know each other very well yet, so we can be... We can so be... only best friends, then, not like super best friends. M- maybe more like friendly acquaintances. How does that sound? Not nice. We're friends, then. Okay. Um, some of my super best friends, they've, they've had a little bit of a hard time, and I don't, I don't have much money... But I was wondering if maybe I could get a slice for each of us. Um, if maybe you could help us out a little bit. I don't, I, I don't have much. Oh, well, I, I am trying to run a business here, my small friend. Could, could, your, your friends, uh, is that them over there? And she points over at the group. Ah, uh, no, no, my friends are much nicer than those people. Ah, uh, well. I could probably spare one or two pastries for you. To, for, because you are such a nice, polite young girl, I think I could spare pastry for you to have. Um, but um, unfortunately, I, I, I can't just give you lots of pastries because... I, I'm not I, asking for them for free. I'm just asking if maybe we can do some sort of deal. We, we might be able to come to some sort of arrangement. Uh, how many pastries were you looking to purchase? Seven. Seven? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid that's... Enough for seven people. ...puts me very, very low on stocks. 
Well, that's okay. Then you'll have sold them. Isn't that the point of running a business? Yes, but you are <laughs> you are coming to me asking for quite a discount. It sounds. Uh, well, how normally, much? How much for seven? Well, normally I would sell seven pieces of dream pastry for six yeah. gold a piece. Uh, any okay. item, any number over five, I can do a little special I'm, discount. I'm sorry, six gold for one slice. Six silver. Oh, okay. That's 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 still ridiculous. Um. Oh, these. These are very good pastries. They are magical. They give you a break from the world, uh, soothe your troubled minds, and help you have wonderful dreams. I believe you. Can we can we move at all on that six silver a slice? Because that's I... four gold and two silver, and and I that's a lot of money. I need to eat real food as well. I... This is real food. It is it is real food. It would fill your belly. You're right. I need to eat food tomorrow. Well, little one, what I could I'll tell you do... what. Would you oh. do one gold? One gold for all seven? Yes. And you promise that these are for different people? You're not just going to eat all of these yourself? I swear, hand on goblin heart, goblin hand on goblin heart, that these are not just for me. Are you lying? No. Okay. What uh, about that? <laughs> she will roll an insight check. Okay. Do you want me to roll a persuasion? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. And I'm just going to disappear for two seconds while I turn this light back on. It's just suddenly dropped out for some reason. Okay. Just so everyone knows, my persuasion is the best out of all of my rolls. And it's a natural 20, so it's 19. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're negative nah, look, un- unfortunately, uh-huh. unfortunately, because I was under the table getting the uh, getting the light back on, it doesn't count because I didn't see it rolls. So no, no, <laughs> um, nineteen. So- we'll do it again. <laughs> Thirteen. Uh. No, no, we'll take the nineteen. Um, Tithla, yeah, you- you're being very persuasive um oh Jonor okay as, as while this conversation is going on Jonor please say that out loud what you're doing um I'm gonna move around the corner because I've heard these are magic pies and we also got fed noble herbal tea and he's beginning to get suspicious of things that are fed to us now so walks around the corner starts beginning uh detecting that okay magic. um okay could you roll me an arcana check please Jonah while this is going on um sure. Morgan who's paying all attention to Tithla. Uh, I'm going to quickly roll to see if she notices this. Uh, yes, she does. Uh, <laughs> Tithla, as you're kind of haggling, Morgan suddenly stops and looks over at Jonor. Oh, uh, ex- excuse me, young man. W- what are you doing? Um, I'm just uh, trying to freshen up my uh, my um, spellcasting for the day, get a little bit into the room of things. Uh, well, uh, n- normally it would be polite to uh, inform somebody when you are going to cast spells around them. Uh, I'm going to have to do that with any of my um, party members, but uh, I don't really see why that's a problem. I, was, I don't know how this relates to you at all. I'm going well, over there. What, h- how do I know you are casting the spell you say you are casting? I, I, I have no knowledge of... of magic spells only magic cooking how do i know you're not trying to prevent the magic of my of my pastries working or trying to to distract me while this small goblin child steals my pastries she looks at tithla hey i'm not stealing anything we're friends remember very true Um, you know what i think you're being demoted from friends because that hurt my feelings i'm just a goblin it doesn't mean i want to steal and murder and pillage 
Okay, I'll just take my virtual casting somewhere else and I'll just leave leave you be. That's fine, I'll just walk over there. And I go to like the point of the nearest building and just go walk hey, around the side. First, before you go, sorry. You have to understand this place is very dangerous and I am but a poor woman, poor humble woman. And I do have to be very careful and cautious of people just doing things around me. I have to protect myself and my and my business. I think I may have been a bit too defensive with you. Clearly you are strangers to this land, correct? You are not familiar with this place? You can't prove that. <laughs> she sort of gives you a bit of a smile, <laughs> Titler. Tell you what, you, you two clearly know each other. You are friends, yes? Uh, we may be friendly acquaintances, like somebody else I know. Indeed. Tell you what, why Sorry, don't... you're somebody else. Yes, I, I, I got... Just to be clear. I got that, thank you. Remember how before I wanted to be best friends and you yes. said, no, we can be friendly acquaintances? Well, maybe, maybe I will earn friendship back. How about I give each of you, you two, one free dream pastry as way of apology for my harsh words and as a welcome to our lands and to hopefully show you that this place is not all dark and gloom and misery. How does that sound? And well, I mean, that sounds very nice. And, but... and the other five, you have one gold and five silver pieces. I... Well, we were at one gold for seven. Now no, we're you... at one no, no. gold for five. You said no. that number. I never said yeah, that so... number. I we, had said two gold. You had said four and a half gold. All right, I'll make you a deal. Four gold, two silver. She sort That's of like, my... She, she nods and goes, okay, four gold, two silver. No, one gold, two silver. One gold, two silver. You said four gold. <laughs> no, I didn't. We didn't shake on it yet, best friend. Remember, best friend? How about one gold, five silver for five pastries, and I will give you and your friends here one pastry each for free. Okay, but if these aren't the best pastries I've ever had, I'm gonna... Well, I'm gonna be sad about it. If these aren't the best pastries you've ever had, and if you do not find yourself enjoying the most wonderful dream tonight, you may come back, and I will refund your gold. Well, I've, All of it. I've never had a pastry, so I don't think I have many references. That is okay, because you will still enjoy it immensely. All I right. promise. Uh, and how long do they stay hot for? Like, do we have to eat them right now, or can we have them for dinner? You can have them cold, and you can heat them up. If you have a pot or a pan over a fire, you, you can reheat them. It will not dilute the flavor in any way. Okay, but the magic is still good, right? Ah, yes, the magic is still very good. All right. Hey, Owen. Hello. I did say I was going along with that group. Can I insult this pastry lady? 100%. I would like to do that. Where's my insight button? And while you're doing that, I want on record, Tisla hasn't even thought of an insight check, even <laughs> for I think. Yeah. Uh, 16 Grinner? Mm. I mean, yeah. There is something a little bit odd. The contrast of this very kindly, very well-fed woman walking around town selling pastries this very like brightly adorned cart her her general demeanor is quite cheerful for the most part but then you look at all the people purchasing her pastries and she is making bank there is a lot of money she's making on this you think judging by the cart itself she's probably already sold 
about two full pies and she's getting about eight slice out of each pie. If she's selling them for one gold piece of pie, she's made a very tidy profit already. On, given what you know about pie economics, like pies aren't that expensive to make, you're pretty sure. Like, you don't know. But, like, clearly this woman is making a lot of money. A lot of people are buying these, eating them straight away, or taking them home. Like, clearly this is popular. So, and- a, there's, there's, there's like a contrast of like, this doesn't seem to fit in with the general demeanor of Barovia. But then again, maybe that's why she's doing so well. Her, what she said she seems very genuine like her concern about Jonor casting spells around her things I mean you've spent a bit of time in Barovia you kind of get people being a bit on the defensive I mean yeah it's hard to say like whether or not she's against people casting magic on the pies and then it occurs to you that like well she's giving Jonor a pie for free if she's concerned about Jonor casting magic on the pies surely she'd be like no you can't have them fuck off so yeah like the the whole thing yeah your subconscious is kind of grappling with it being like something feels a bit off but then like when I actually examine it it kind of in a way makes this weird sense and mm. you don't get the sense she's lying at all she, she's quite hard to read she just seems very genuine so I'm picturing this as kind of like a ye olde food van sort of concept with the side hatch is that what's yes, going yeah, on? yes yeah yeah think think of it as like a uh, a really uh, a really sort of like tall cart with a canopy over the top and there are two large compartments inside. The cart itself has three wheels, one at the front, two at the back, and she's pushing on this handle. So it's almost like a it's like a tricycle a tricycle barrow almost. Um, the two can the two containers underneath you can see this metal tray filled with hot coals that's probably keeping everything inside warm. And then the two wooden hatches, there's a number of trays of pies inside. And the smell wafting up from this, I should say all of you, the smell wafting up is this warm buttery meaty pastry it just smells like a home cooked pie it smells so nice does it smell like the meat could be pork or pork centric no definitely not a pork smell it's a much more kind of like gamey meat okay it's more like um, goblin rather than human. <laughs> yeah that's where i was going with that um well fun, right, fun fact fun fact on the side um this, this is a very fun fact. Uh, obviously, Raph is quoting the fact that cannibals have uh, reported that human kind of tastes a bit like pork. Um, but the fun fact is that uh, even though humans might taste a little bit like pork, the smell of cooking human meat is not reported to smell like pork. It's reported to smell a bit more like beefy. So more gamey like you've described here. <laughs> Sorry. Gamey, oh, gamey's kind of like venison or rabbit, not uh, beefy. Can I... Um, fun fact? I'm, I'm not sure... Very very constitutes a fun fact. I think it's a fun fact. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fact. Cannibals will have fun with it. <laughs> I mean, the ones um, who didn't sorry. get um, Kuru from it, which is a, a prion misfolding. The prions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I please wander around? Because I've, I've stayed back from yeah. these two to try and still be part of the crowd. Can I wander around to a spot where I can get advantage of if and when she opens these containers, I can see in as she's serving? Yes, absolutely. As you sort of like wander a little bit back, she, she doesn't seem to have noticed you, her attention being taken up by Jonor and Tithlin. As you sort of stand back and look, could you make me a perception or investigation check, please, Grinner? I can. Um, Jonor and Tithla, uh, she reaches in, opens up the hatch, and pulls out seven, uh, probably medium sliced, medium sliced, medium sized slices. Does it <laughs> medium- look like that that accounts for one whole pie? Yeah, it's almost one whole pie. You know that there's roughly about eight to a eight to a eight oh, slices that, to a come pie. Come on, come on, 
Come on, Joel, chuck the last little bit. Make it a whole pie even. <laughs> Make it a whole pie even. One gold, she gives three you, silver. She gives One you gold, a look. Silver. She gives you a look, Tisla. Maybe not... we'll be friends. Then we'll be friends. Make me a persuasion check. <laughs> now, granted that we are already friends, and <laughs> I have already no. rolled a nat 20. No. Do I get nope. a plus eight? I've I've adjusted the DC appropriately. <laughs> Do you get a plus eight? Oh, Five. Bullshit, that lingered on the nine. Five. Um, as you're as you're sort of like pleading with her, she looks down and goes, "I, I cannot, I, I cannot afford this. I need to buy ingredients. I need to uh, pay my workers who 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 work very hard. It's not just me I support. It is my two sisters, and uh, many other workers." What are their names, Morgan? She gives you a bit of a look. My sisters are silent partners in the... the Silent and partner? Are that their names? (laughs) She sort of smiles this very, like, um, almost like it's it's slightly warm, but a little bit confused. Uh, No, no, they are are silent partners. They do not... uh, I am the face of the business. Uh, they do not okay. wish to be uh, too. Um, All right. Well, you can't this. blame a girl for trying. Well, uh, <laughs> I think there is a limit to politeness, young one. And I think you have crossed that line today a little bit. But because we are friends, it is okay. Now, I am assuming you would like to take all the pieces with you for the road to eat. Or later, or will you have some? Ah, uh, yes, please. Yeah, can we get those to take away? Yes, you can. I have a bag here. I can wrap uh, these pieces in for you, so you can take them with you. And remember, just heat it up on a cast iron skillet over a campfire to get it nice and warm. But you can eat it cold. It is quite nice did, cold as well. Did you get that, Gruner? Gruner's not there. He's like standing a bit far back, so you can't see him. Gruner. Yeah, <laughs> okay, <remember>. perfect. <laughs> Gruner, uh, what was your perception? Eighteen. As you look inside, you can see there are about sort of one and a half pies left. As she she takes the slices out, she takes half a pie and then takes a little bit more of another pie. So there's just over half a pie left and then another two full pies underneath that. Um, The rest of the trays are empty. There's a few crumbs where they were positioned, but you can see that the, the, the pies look delicious. Golden flaky pastry on top. Um, Really warm steam rising as she opens it up. Okay. What are you looking for specifically, my friend? I don't know anything that's not right about this situation. Yeah, as you look closer, you can wrong. see that clearly she's been cooking like zombies into this pie. No, like <laughs> from from your vantage point, like looking, the pies look pretty good. Like you, you've had some pretty shit pies as a soldier and as a mercenary. These look like some pretty good pies. Like you've had enough shit pies to know a good pie when you see one. These look like so there's pies. no like little goblin hands sticking no. out. No, the cart is really clean. The inside has clearly been like well maintained. You can see that it has actually had cloth um, positioned around the outside to help create like a, a warm space to keep it actually quite warm and moist inside the cart to keep the pastry from drying out or from getting too wet. Like she clearly puts a lot of care and attention into keeping these things delicious for her customers and keeping them in good condition to, to sell to her customers. Like, there's a lot of effort that's been put into this. Okay. I think Grin is just going to shrug and pass it off as he's still not feeling great after last night's events and um, wander 
blend it back into the crowd and not go straight to Tithler and the others, but kind of hit a trajectory where they'll meet up. I mean, you can head back to Theodore. Theodore's kind of hanging back away from all this as well. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, Tithler, as she finishes wrapping up the pie in a brown paper bag, she goes to hand it over and just pauses and then holds her hand out for the gold. And Tithlo handed the one gold, two silver. No question. Uh, it was a bit more than that. It was one gold, five silver pieces. You remember? Ah, nice I try. I remember it being one gold, two silver. I wasn't trying to deceive. As she as she takes the one gold and two silver, she looks down and goes, "Oh, you are a little bit short there, my friend. Just three silver short." I, I didn't choose to be a goblin. Okay, I didn't choose to be this height. This is the hand that I was dealt. She looks over at Jonor, gives Jonor a bit of a look. Would you be willing to cover the last three silver Here's for your friends? The three silver. <laughs> she takes the three silver and hands Tithel the bag of pastries. Enjoy, and remember, if you need to find more, I travel round to the various cities when I'm able to. Um, Where are you off to next? Well, I will have to uh, restock. I think I could probably uh, spend a little bit more in the village of Barovia than I will... Maybe head to Valaki, or maybe head back home and restock. Are you going from here to Valaki? Oh, no, I will have to go via the windmill first. uh, The windmill? uh... Where's that? Oh, the windmill is not too far away from here. It will be uh, a little bit bit of a journey. Uh, As you head towards Valaki, the windmill is a little bit further south of that position. Um, would you... Would you care for some traveling companions? We could help protect you. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to hold you up. You look like you are uh, in in a rush here. You are very busy people. I will probably hang around here for a few more hours and uh, head on for a little bit further. And then I, I have much to do. Oh, there's that how far million. is it to the lucky from here? How many, how long to travel? Oh, it is a day and a night and a bit more of another day. And how far is it to the windmill? Oh, two days from here. But it is okay. Ah, okay. I was just wondering, maybe we could stop and visit for, you know, spend a night if it's going to be a little bit safer. You could come and visit the windmill. Maybe if you were heading south, you are welcome to come and visit sometime if you wish. Thanks. Um, what if we get there and and you're not there? What, how would we introduce ourselves to your sisters? Whose names were... If... If you just knock and say that you are hungry customers keen to purchase some more dream pastries, I am sure they could accommodate you. Knock, hungry, pastry, Morgan. Is that that's right? That's it. That's yes, everything? you can. You may tell them that Morgan sent you to purchase more pastries, and I will let them know if I see them that you might be stopping by. I am sure that your descriptions will be unique for them to look out for. Well, thank you very much, Morgan. I look forward to visiting you. It is, it is my pleasure, and I hope I hope you enjoy the pastries, little one. Thank you. Have a good day. I'd like to purchase uh, just one slice myself, if that's okay. Or um, how much is that? Two, two uh, silver. Journal, or? journal, journal. I got a slices. Oh, okay. Thank you. No worries. We all have a slice. I'm. So you know that then? Yeah, we're looking after our friends. We got these together. That's very kind. Thank you covering me like that. I got your back. I okay. think I've had enough here now. Let's go see what the other guys are doing. 
the line behind you has grown a little bit and people are kind of getting a bit <laughs> rumbly. And as you like go to walk away, Morgan breathes a very audible sigh of relief. <laughs> uh, next up, next up, come, come, come. Uh, two serves, was it? Yes, I can accommodate that. She reaches in, hands out some pastries and is handed some gold in return. Tithla um, doesn't notice. She's whistling to herself, couldn't yeah. be happier. So while that's been going on, Theodore, what would you be doing? Um, yeah, I just would have followed along till we parted ways with Ismark and Irina. And Irina, as they went to go deliver the the prisoner, I would have gone to the general store, bought enough travel rations and and supplies for the team, politely thanked the clerk, and then went back to meet up with everyone else. Yeah, well, tell you what, do you want to? You don't have to, but would you like to? Um... Would you like to actually roleplay entering into the uh, entering into the general store? Because it is quite fun as you as you approach the the general oh. store, you can see a sign over the door creaking on its hinges, which reads "Bildrath's Mercantile." Oh, here I was just expecting a nice general store, but that that would be too much for Barovia. No, the 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 building <laughs> looks like it is in fair disrepair. The wood is partly rotten. Um, and you can see that out the front there's a broken barrel with some rotten apples inside. All right, well, I uh, gingerly step through the the front door of Bildrath's Mercantile. Bildrath. Bildrath. <laughs> as you Hello. step in, as you step in, you can see a very old... Uh, not sorry, not a very old, a very overweight older man, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, stubble across his triple-chinned throat as he sits behind the counter, counting money from a fist into a pocket. Uh, and as you step in, a little bell above the door rings and then falls off and lands on the ground. He looks up sharply and gives you a bit of a, a bit of a look through these very quite squat pig eyes as he squints at you. <laughs> That'll be too silver to fix that bell. Well, there's a good thing it was already broken, so you can pay the silver yourself, sir. Ha. Huh. Thought you'd be some sort of chump walking in here not knowing what's going on, just pay the price, but no. It's clearly you're a gentleman. What can I do for you, gentlemen? Well, my portly, my portly chum, I'm in need of rations for seven people to survive us to Valaki. Oh, rations, is it? Well, I can probably supply you with some food. What sort of stuff are you looking for? Stuff that will keep, I imagine. That would be preferable, yes. We will not have any refrigeration while out on the road. Ah, oh, well, I can give you a couple of days' worth of rations. I've probably got enough here for about oh, 20 days' worth of rations for a single person. How many of there are you? There are seven of us. I, I will say technically you know there's only five because Arena and Ismark do have rations oh. already. So you have to supply for them. All right, so four days worth for each of you. Well, that should be more than sufficient. That. Yeah. So you're looking at really just like buying up all my stock, are you? Yeah, well, I will, I will buy all, all of your stock in, in the rations. And, and do you have anything actually good here or is everything kind of just falling apart? I've got enough good stuff, you little gobshite. Got all oh, sorts them. of interesting trinkets. Most of them, most of them could probably save your life if you could afford them. I can afford probably anything you have. I, as you mentioned, I'm a rich gentleman from a plane where everything is made of gold, so... 
Oh, everything's made of gold, is it then? All right. Well, if you want your 20 rations, your 20, 20 uh, sections of rations, well, that's going to cost you 10 gold pieces, my fine dandy. No, it is not. Oh, well, I mean, if you don't want them. I believe we've already covered this part about me not being some chump that's just going to pay your ridiculous prices. If you want it badly enough, you'll pay for it. You won't pay for it. Honest, some I... other chump will walk through the door who will. No, they won't. No one is paying 10 rations, 10, 10 gold for 20 rations. Absolutely he, no one is doing he that. He hefts the very heavy coin pouch. Oh, yeah, they have. Well, do you have a pocket full of copper pieces and you think to impress me? <laughs> <laughs> I got a pocket full of gold pieces. I couldn't give two shits about impressing you. Well, that's fine. I um, Then I will not buy your rations nor any of your good stuff. Uh, pleasant day, you fat, fat man. Oh, hold, hold on one second. Now, name calling is very hurtful. I have a response for you if you give me a chance. Oh, Parrywimple! He calls out. There's a sudden momentary thud and a door in the back opens and you see this massive, massive muscles rippling across his arms and chest uh, human boy. Probably no older than like 17 or 18, but absolutely jacked as he steps into the room. This kind of like half smile on his face, short orange hair cropped back to a very almost like a buzz cut with very short orange hair bit of a smile like little freckles across his face and as he steps in ears kind of poking out quite large ears wearing just a leather tunic and um sorry just uh, wearing a leather leather um overcoat over a a, um, cloth tunic and some pants he steps out and goes did you need something uncle oh parrywimple my lad this this fellow here this little goat he's being a bit cheeky Yes, Uncle. You could show in the door, please, Parry Wimple. Uh, is that uh, the, the thing that fell over when I walked in? <laughs> what was that, sorry? Is that the thing that almost fell over when I walked into your shitty store? Uh, you just Because I think I can find that. I came in there not long. I did not need you to bring out this large boy to try and impress me yet again. Parry Wimple starts nodding as you're like, is that the thing that almost thank, fell thank over? You. Thank you, Parry Wimple. It's very kind of you. Bill Drath just punches him and goes... No, you daft fool. I don't want you showing the door. I want you to show him the door. Oh, yes, uncle. I'm sorry. And he starts walking over towards you. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> um. Is it time for some uh, mirthful kicks to uh, or mirthful jumps to get out of there? Just <laughs> dive out through the window. <laughs> What do you think? No, I'll try. I'll try and intimidate the parrot. Look, good, <gasps> good sir, you try and touch me, and it is not going to go well for you. I have ghost magic. You've goat magic. Can you roll me an intimidation check, please, with advantage, because Parry Wimple is quite simple-minded. <laughs> As you threaten him with goat magic. Twenty-two. Um, Parry Wimple no, like I'll kind of the twelve. Take the twenty-two. Parry Wimple like freezes and looks back at his uncle. Look. You daft simpleton. If I give you an order, I expect you to fucking follow it, all right? Go and show him the door. Y- yes, uncle. And he turns back towards you and looks at you this time, Theodore. Sorry. Uh, he is going to try and grapple you as he runs towards you. Could you please make me a strength check? 
Or dexterity check, sorry. Strength or dexterity. Believe it or not, strength's the one I want to go there. Did you just you strength saving throw? Uh, yes, please. Uh, is this a spell by any chance? No, it's not a spell <laughs> as he tries to grab you. <laughs> as he uses Big B's hand. No. As he tries to grab you. Uh, 12 is not enough. Uh, this this boy just grabs you and then like literally with two hands, he just picks you up, holds you under his arm and runs at the door. He does not open the door. He rams the door open using your head and then throws you into the street. Uh, you take... Could... Hello. Could I... As he grabbed me, I would like to, to transform into a cockroach. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, as he grabs you and he's holding on to you, you immediately begin shrinking down. Um, I'm going to have him roll to see if he can keep a grip on you because if he does, he's going to squash you <laughs> by accident. Go for it. Um, okay, let's make the DC 14. Okay, Theodore, <laughs> as you shrink down to a cockroach, there's a moment in your head where you're like, I'm a genius. And then these big hands just squish you. <laughs> you immediately get squashed. The cockroach form immediately fails. Um, it's only going to be two damage that flows on. <laughs> Take two damage as he squashes you, and then you go whoop, straight back into uh, into satyr form. Uh, he drops you. He definitely <laughs> drops you because he, like the shock of you turning into a cockroach and then turning back again. Literally, you go whoop, straight back out again. He just drops you. Um, you can hear Bildrath swear. What the fuck? <laughs> you do yeah, I told this. you I have got magic. Um, <laughs> Baldrath goes. What are you waiting for? Punch his face. Um. Harry Wimple looks at you and goes, I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> what, you've got a moment to, like, because in the confusion, you do have a moment. What do you want to do? I'm to this guy. <laughs> um, do I have anything? Um, a better question is, is this worth it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you've used one wild shape on this. <laughs> yeah, that's worth the, it. That's the, in for a penny, uh, in for a pound. Commit, commit. Do I? Uh, I'd like to cast primal savagery. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. Let's get into initiative. Um, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Um, roll me uh, to attack. No initiative. Uh, roll, roll initiative, but you get you get off first, then he'll get a turn. Oh wow. Good. <laughs> Zero. Good. <laughs> uh, alrighty. So. <laughs> Here's what happens. Uh, you get off Primal Savagery, so roll me roll me to attack. Good! <laughs> That's a seven. As you go to strike, Periwimple, his hand just grabs around your face and lifts you up off the ground as you go to, like, strike at him. You're kind of like a toddler, like, waving your arms with your claws trying to get him, but he just, like, holds you in place as you do, like, the windmill with your, your Primal Savagery. Sorry. And then he punches you out the door. Um, actually, would he punch you out the door? No, he's probably he's probably going to try and throw you out the door and try and shove you. Um, does a... Well, that's a 23, so that is going to hit. Um, could you make me a strength saving throw, please? And you're going to take six points of damage as he just basically poof, throws you out the door. 11, that is enough. Um, you are not knocked prone, but you are sent... Sorry, 11? No, that's not enough. Sorry, 12 is the DC. Uh, you are knocked prone as you are thrown bodily out the door and crash into the muddy street. The cobblestone's like bruising up against your face as you take that six damage. 
uh, you can see the door kind of like swing a bit and then drop off one hinge. And from inside you hear, you're gonna pay two silver for that, fucker. <laughs> um, Parrywimple then uses his movement to stand in the doorway and go, please, I don't want to hurt you. My uncle's going to make me. Please just leave. Oh. The, the druid in me wants to leave, but the level of barbarian is telling me to crash back in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm excited. We might have our first party death tonight, so this is going to be exciting. Oh, the internal monologue. I love it. <laughs> Do it. Commit. Commit murder. Commit. Commit. But who's murder? That influence, but who's murder? Is the, that's the question, right? Like, no, commit to being murdered, I think. Is <laughs> <the idea. laughs> well, if I have to do new character out for you, has a fucking will. <laughs> He's already done it, actually. <laughs> How, how's, how's that look for you? The Bjornling's running in, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Are you turning to a Bjornling? Yep. <laughs> okay, as you take on the bear-like form, Periwimple just sort of like shrugs and like, oh no, please. And you hear from inside, what's he doing? He wants to fight Uncle. Good, beat his fucking head in. <laughs> Uncle. Periwimple stomps out the door. Um, Periwimple's used his full movement. Uh, you use your bonus action to wild shape. Uh, what would you like to do for your action? Uh, I'd like to run up and bite him. Okay. Let's hope I start rolling better. This has just gone off the rails. 18 is eight, I know. 18 is enough. That is eight piercing damage. As you bite down into Periwimple, like you're expecting to like taste warm blood in your mouth to, to feel his muscles tearing underneath your 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 vicious teeth. But that really doesn't happen. You only bite in this tiny bit, and then these immensely strong hands pry your jaws off. And as you look at his arm. There's the tiniest little bite mark on, <laughs> as if a little poodle had given him a little nip. And you just see Parrywimple like tense, crack his neck, and his muscles bulge. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh, uncommit, uncommit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> abort, abort mission. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yeah, at that, at that point, I might like it. <laughs> just, he's like, okay. and then it's, he just like peels you off your leg. Tail, legs, I, I, run. He, he's right in the way of the door, though. I couldn't possibly run around him to say maul his fat uncle. He's he's blocking the doorway. All like roll on your back, submit, submit. <laughs> <laughs> that look, hey, that might work. You don't know. Uh, no, we're just gonna uh, we're gonna trottle the fuck out of there with the remaining movement speed. <laughs> you thirty move thirty feet away. Uh, yeah. you, as you get thirty feet away, you hear from inside. What's he doing now? He's running away, uncle. Go teach him a lesson, boy. Oh, I don't want to, Uncle. I said, go teach him a fucking lesson. Um, Parry Wimple will then use his 30 feet to run up next to you. <laughs> he then pulls back your fist. He's like, I'm really sorry. I don't want to hurt animals. And then he just punches you. Um, he makes three melee attacks. He's going to punch you three times. I'm um, sorry, what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, this character has a challenge rating of level five. I have not modified him in any way. I haven't modified him in any way. This is just in the book. <laughs> I haven't modified why, why Parry have deliberately done this? At all. <laughs> uh, why, wizards? Why? Theodore, does a 15 hit? Um, the Beonling? I think the, yeah, I think a 15 it, does. It does. An yeah. 18 then definitely does. What about a 12? 
No, 12 does not. Okay. The first punch sends you staggering as you take 13 points of bludgeoning damage as he just punches you in the head. The 13. second 13. One, one three. <laughs> the second punch for your oh, ribs oh cracks something and you take eight more bludgeoning damage as you feel something crack inside of you as your ribs are broken. As you let out this little <gasps> noise, <laughs> this <gasps> you can just see the single tear roll down his cheek. I really don't want to do this. Uncle, he's had enough now. <laughs> I'll say when he's had enough, punch him again. <laughs> and you can see this time, Periwimple really pulls the punch and it like he like just touches your cheek. He's like, I got him, uncle. And that's the last hit. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. So how, how many was that? Was that 21? Uh, 13 plus eight. So yes, 21. Okay. Are you still in Bayonling shape? Or are yeah, you... I'm still in Bayonling shape. Just... I still have uh, 15 Bayonling. Oh, hey, chat, chat in here with the buns. He lets out a parry whimper. <laughs> yeah. And I then <laughs> proceed done. to use both my action and my, my bonus action to, to dash as a Bjorling, which is 80 feet of movement. As you go to run away, he grabs your tail and drags... No, 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 no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. A legendary Beca- action. Because te- no, no, that's just a reaction. You didn't disengage. So technically, if he wanted to... <laughs> He could just grab your tail and drag you back in because you didn't disengage, you dashed. I didn't, did I? But he doesn't. Attack of opportunity. <laughs> but he doesn't take the attack of opportunity. As you scamper away, <laughs> like tail very much between your legs, there's this moment, right, as you pass, like underneath his arms, where you're like, oh shit, he could break my neck right now. <laughs> and you just look up and see this massive bicep above you. And there's this like, oh, this is the last thing I see before I die. But no blow comes. You don't feel these strong arms grip around you and break your spine. Instead, you scuttle away very quickly as Periwimple calls out, Please don't don't come back. My uncle will make me kill you next time. Please. I really don't want to hurt you. As you <laughs> <laughs> Periwimple then starts like stomping back as you run away for the last time. So you don't hear this voice call out, Did you get him, son? Yeah. <laughs> Tears bawling out of his eyes. Um, as you rejoin the others, Grinner, Jonor, and Tifla, you guys all come back holding this like brown paper bag full of this delicious smelling steamy pie. And you see this like injured, like <laughs> beyondling crawl its way back towards you. One paw kind of not being able to put weight on it. This massive bruise darkening the skin, one eye puffing up, the lip kind of bleeding, and a tooth missing from the Beyondlings maw as he like kind of like comes up towards you. <laughs> you guys see him very much worse for wear as you are, I'm guessing, well and truly below half health. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Ooh, yeah. drag yourself over the rest of the party. Uh, what do you three do? What the fuck? Did, did you find them? Um, did you find uh, the sun? What? <laughs> I, 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 I de wild shape. <laughs> Luckily, just... you don't take any damage, but as, as you come back, there's a brief moment, Theodore, where you're like, I almost died today. <laughs> well, I'm on that less sensation. Self I have now that I wasn't Bjorling for. That, that sensation of being squashed as a cockroach probably is still very much in your mind. Like, <laughs> there's that moment of darkness as the cockroach form dies. Where for an instant it kind of feels like you're dead, and then the wild shape drops and you come back into your own form. But there's a moment where you're, in the, you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't go into the general store. Go into the general store. <laughs> don't go to the general store, Tipler. <laughs> <laughs> My 
favorite bit about this is that I had this plan to modify this and make it like this really interesting counter. And then when I opened it up and looked at the statistics of Periwimple, I was like, fuck me. And then I thought about you guys and I was like, at least one of you is going to piss this guy off. <laughs> so, like, I don't have to change anything. This is fine as is. Uh, uh, just don't argue that they didn't have any rations. They were very rude. Oh, I'm, I'm very good at making friends. Would you like me to uh, try and say hello? Uh, do not, do not go in there. Okay. Do we have any food? Uh, I mean, I have. You've got a couple pie? of days worth of rations. Most, I th if you check your packs, you'll have like one or two days worth of rations. Yeah. Um, I think because all of your starting equipment will come with some rations. You only will have used yeah. two days worth of rations so far. No, one day worth of rations because all your rations were stocked up before you left. So yeah, you'll have only used I one day worth of rations. One so day of rations. Okay, Grin is in trouble. <laughs> Does anyone have the? Before we go any further, I know this is a little bit metagamey. Does anyone have the Outlander feet or the Outlander background? I should say. Uh, I have a thing. Because if one of you has Outlander, you can find day like rations by hunting like game and wildlife through the through the lands of Barovia. I think at least one of you does from memory. It's very possible. The features and traits. Description. Oh, it's in description. Yeah, it's in description. I think oh, one no, of you does. Locked. Maybe not. Cloistered Skull is not, not going to help here at all, hey? No, uh, that's I a, have, I have the Wanderer feet, so I can find food and fresh water Perfect. for yourself and up to five yep. other people each day, provided that's that the, the land offers very small game water yep. and so forth. Perfect, yes. So yes, one of you at least has that. So you're not going to starve to death, but yeah. It... Cool. I just remember I set my gender to goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a great t-shirt <laughs> um as you guys are kind of talking having this like bit of a chin wag um irena luther and uh and ismark uh step up behind you irena goes ah it was uh, good to see you i was safe i heard there was some sorts of um uh, ruckus or fracas at the at the general store and you, i know you said you were going to the general store you didn't you didn't uh you didn't anger, didn't anger Bildrath, did you? No, what, what, where, why would you think that I would do this? <laughs> oh, thank goodness, because uh, um, his, his nephew, Periwimple, uh, is, is very strong. A lovely boy, but his uncle, uh, he has this hold over him and he, he can make him do horrible things. I have seen, I have seen him force Periwimple to beat a man almost to death just in the streets for uh, stepping in front of his uncle Bildrath, cutting him off in the street. Uh, yes, but um, I did not do that. Uh, but as the store, it has no rations. Oh. The the commotion must have happened after. But let's not go back and check. Let's just oh, let's just no, get on the road. Oh, that can't be right. They no, must have some no, food. I can. No, no, no. They they just saw, someone just went. Someone went in just before me. Bought all all of his rations. No more rations. Let's just go. Ismark, Ismark, sort of lets out this swears. Fuck, greedy little shit. All right, well we'll just have to make do then. Yes, off, uh, off we go. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> and with that, the seven of you begin travelling. As you head down the main road out of the village of Barovia, uh, you find yourselves very quickly in the, uh, the wildlands that surround the village. The forest is fairly tight around you as you come to a large bridge over a stream, probably the stream that the Vistani were camped out at when you last saw them probably continues heading further uh, east of where you are towards where the Vistani are. I'll bring you guys across the map so you can uh, you can see your, your party token as you begin traveling along. Um, 
but yeah, as as you as you pass over the bridge and begin walking through, uh, walking along the pathway towards the uh, the other end of town. Sorry, it's not updating your areas that you can see. There you go. Um, as you head walking along the pathway, um, the forest around you is quite dense, but the trees all seem very similar to how they were when you first arrived here. This kind of sickly appearance to them, as if there's not quite enough sunlight to keep them growing. And the leaves themselves are very dark, almost this red color underneath to try and maximize the low light available in this very dark and dreary land. You walk for about two or three hours along this pathway, not seeing any other people or any other signs of life. After about two hours, you come back across the stream and Ismark takes a long drink from his canteen and refills it. Uh, this, this place is pretty good if you wanted to refill for water. Um, stream's quite clear here. I'll be the judge of if it's pretty good. Ah, oh, okay. This is this is a pretty good spot. Yeah. I'd right. like to have a short rest while they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, you guys can all take a break. Yeah, as, as as you just like collapse down on the ground, Ismark looks and goes, "I guess we could take a little break here if, if you wanted." Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um, hey, alrighty. Jetler, um, can you um show me that nice, tasty slice pie you got there? I just want to understand uh, it a little bit more. Well, now's okay. a, I'm now, now eat it. a good time as any. Um, I was going to surprise everyone. Um. I, I got us all some of the nice dream cake. Um, yeah, here you go. Jonah wanted to have a bit of a look at it, but I know, Irina, you were saying you never really got any nice things, and I thought it might be a nice little treat for everyone, so. Oh. oh and I made a friend of, during the process. Tisla, that is so that is so nice of you. I, I thank you so much. I, I Can I save this for, for dinner tonight so I can eat it right before bed? Yeah, and then we can warm it up as well. She said you just have to put it in a cup iron a dish and then that'll fix it right up uh I, I have a skillet with me we could use to heat it up yes what oh what a marvelous idea thank you so much tiffler that is so generous no worries it's uh the least we can do for our super best friends <laughs> um journal as you cast detect magic as a ritual and begin peering i'm gonna go identify honestly oh okay yeah 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 okay journal as you cast identify um these are definitely enchanted, but the enchantment is not just a magic spell placed on these. Everything about these, the entire makeup of it, suggests that the creation of these involves magic, and as a result, the pie takes on magic of its own. Somehow, during the creation of it, or during the, the process by which it's made, it becomes imbued or enhanced with this, with this magic. Um, with Identify, you know that eating this will give you 1d8 temporary hit points, and will make you immune to magical sleep during the day. You also know that during you also know that during the night, you anyone who eats this will fall into a magical sleep for eight hours, during which they will enjoy wonderful dreams. Wow! Um, and after after twenty four hours, the temporary hit points will go away. Okay, so I imagine I'm sitting down. I've got that pie, sitting cross legged, and I'm gonna have some some colours rolling down uh, bright bright light rolling down my hands and sort of getting to the pie and stopping and I would eventually deduce that um, and I'll share that with the, the rest of the guys uh, and gal uh, so this pie actually is probably not too bad at all um, I, wasn't, it was, I thought she was a little bit sketchy but yeah so as far as I can tell a bit of enchantment going on here and uh, one, one d8 bit of, bit of extra health and immune for sleep if we eat it during the day this is probably a pretty nice pie as far as I can tell I thought that was a lot worse than that. There is one more thing I should say, John. I was just quickly reading through the spell Identify. 
you know that these are very Moorish. <laughs> They're very what, sorry? Very Moorish. Moorish. Okay. <laughs> Means you can't stop at one. One, one, <laughs> one. You know that one slice... Once you pop. That might not be enough after a little bit of time. I will say that, um, yeah, like... You like eating these yeah, as okay, well. Sure. You can tell that there is an element of like. There's just a smidgen of heroin. There's a there's a desire to con- continue eating these as well. You know that yeah. that is built into it. You know the magic also encourages continued consumption. Guys, um, I think this is going to be probably one of the tastiest pies of your life. In that you may never want to stop eating them. So. If you think you can handle it and you're not going to want to eat it, all of it, then, you know, go, go for your life. Well, uh... Well, I think we should wait for dinner. Irina, Irina nods. Yes, uh, it, they are very nice. I remember I was uh, had a bit of a craving the next day when I last had one, but it goes away after a day or two. If you... if you, I know there are some people in town who, who only eat uh, the dream pastries, but if you if you... Are able to resist, and if you if you are um, if you don't continue eating them, uh, you just have a bit of a craving for a day or so, and then it goes away. Is Mark nods? Yeah, I, I remember. I, I remember being quite uh, peckish for more of them the next day, but um, my father explained that we couldn't have any more, and while I was a bit frustrated. Um, she, Morgan happened to mention that she lived. I think it was on the way to Valaki in in a windmill. Have you? Do you know that place? Oh, it's, it's not really on the way from where we're going this direction. Yeah, there's an old windmill up there, the the mill. Um, uh, it's a little bit further south of Valaki, uh, a bit further southwest. We're going to be kind of curving up over the north. It's a bit further away from where we're going. I mean, if you wanted okay. to make a stop, we could do a detour, but that will keep us out in the evening one extra day, and I'd, I'd prefer if we could get Irina maybe, and myself maybe some to safety. Time, then. Yes, yeah. I, no, absolutely. I think uh, I've never been to the mill myself, but... Um, I, I, I had heard that that's, uh, that's where Morgan and her sisters make the pastries. Yeah, she said she has two silent sisters. Apparently oh. they don't talk. Oh, interesting. I hadn't heard that yeah. before. There you go. Yeah, I don't know why not. Um, if it's reckon, like a choice. Do you reckon they took a vow of silence so that they could never divulge the recipe? Maybe they cut out their own tongues so that they couldn't be tortured in the recipe. Oh, I, I, I <laughs> doubt that, Tifla. That sounds a bit intense. Well, I think. Yeah, you're right. I should I should put my imagination to rest. I no, 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 Tithla. That's not I'm what I'm sorry. trying to say. Maybe, maybe Tithla. Maybe their tongues have been replaced with a silver tongue so that they can only speak the truth. Um, but then how would they hide the recipe? That doesn't make any sense. Well, that's why they have to stay locked up in the windmill. Well, that's not very nice. We just just about condemned a priest to death for locking somebody. Well, up. maybe you could break the curse and free them. Since when is there a curse? These are cursed? I don't These know. cursed pies? I was just trying to join Nobody in your imagination. No, no, no. I just wanted to join in your imagination. The oh. pies are fine. I've had them before. It's, it's, you, it's fine. Oh, we were doing a thought exercise. Sorry. Luther kind of looks Thank at you. the pies. Uh, I'm not really hungry right now, but uh, I might have one a little bit later if that's okay. I'm not, not feeling very peckish right now. Yeah. For dinner. We'll have some for dinner. Could I um, just... I don't make a decision for, for Luther. For... Jared's character, and plus, I, d- I don't think as a Dampier he actually eats. I've food. never seen him eat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he eats food, <laughs> so I'm just uh, I'm just playing it safe. Uh, yes, Raf, what would you what would you like Rina to do? 
Uh, I, I just want to go over to Jonor, and I'm assuming these are cut pies. Yeah, these are just like triangles of, of pie. Yes, exactly right. Uh, yep. Can I just pinch like a little meat kernel, the lumpy meat bit out of the yep. pie, and you just reach and pull a bit out. Pop it in my uh, mouth and I'm just sussing it out. Yeah, as you, as you put it in your mouth, it's this strong, very like heavily spiced delicious pie the the meat this must have been slow cooked for hours because it just melts in your mouth you don't even have to chew as the meat just falls apart this very rich strong but very delicious gravy that complements the meat that was just coating the outside of it coats the inside of your tongue and as you sort of feel yourself chewing there's like a little bit of fat and it's just mm, delicious right at the very edge of the meat and it just melts in your mouth it's this explosion of flavor and as you swallow, there's this kind of like, oh, that was pretty good. Are you going to stop at just one little bit? Like just a little, are you just going to have like a tiny bit? That's a fucking good pie. <laughs> um, can I, I know I'm kind of lost in the flavors here a little bit, but is there, do I recognize what meat it is from the flavor? Do you want to make me an investigation check or a, I think it could only be investigation, right? Like, I'm trying to think, like, what, what, what stat survival, helps? Survival, Yeah, survival. I'd allow survival. Survival works, too. Okay. So that's kind of, like, identifying, tracking, and things like that. So, yeah, I, good good call. I was thinking maybe medicine, but that's not really appropriate. Survival <laughs> uh, is a nine for Grinna. Ah, oh, Grinna, hard to say. Because of the spices, because of the gravy, there's a bit of a beefy flavor, but then the spices are just, ah, oh, delicious. There's this, this initial like kind of very light nutmeg with the pepper and probably there's some like wine in this as well kind of like the the, the rich pepperness of a shiraz through this as well oh, this is good pie. this is a good pie it's a nice pie <laughs> Jodor are you gonna eat that mate? nice time pie um I wasn't gonna eat it right now I was gonna save it for dinner with the rest but um yeah, lovely. I'm gonna bit. take the rest off him the, whole, the re- as in like just a, a, a slice or the whole pie? a slice no no oh, okay. just, just a slice just checking yeah you, you reach in take out a slice it's still a little bit warm like it's it's only cooled down a little bit um it's it's not cold but it's it's not hot either very faint sort of steam coming off it because the rest of the pie has been keeping it warm I'm guessing you're grabbing from the center so that you keep getting get a nice warm one yeah that the pastry on top's all flaky and golden I'm guessing munch 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 yeah why wait I don't need wait for dinner Oh, as as you dive into this pie and begin demolishing it, there's there's chunks of potato in there as well. This beautiful potato, all like still fluffy. How have they done this? It's in a pie. The, the potato is fluffy and crispy on the outside. There's a pickled onion at the very end, half a pickled onion. And you get there. Oh, it's delicious. And as you finish the pie, you gain 1d8 temporary hit points. Oof. Which comes to... Hang on. Oh, you can add it. There should be a thing for temporary that you can add specifically. I get uh, three extra. Is that how that works? No, it doesn't heal you. So you gain eight temporary hit points. So you you keep oh, whatever gain, damage you've I taken. It was a D eight extra. No, you gain you gain eight temporary hit points. I see. Okay. Ooh, sorry. Oh no. Wait. Hang on. No, you're right. It's one D eight. It is one D eight. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so you gain so three. You three. Gain three. Lovely. Temporary hit points. That's nice. Grinner, you are a hungry boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, carry on. It's just, it's, I just imagine, I had this image in my mind of Grinner as like a baby, but with the full adult face and Jonah like yeah. patting him on the back and like Stole birthing him. Like, You're a hungry boy. <laughs> I don't know why. Just sorry. Sorry. Bizarre. Um, yeah, look, why wait for dinner? That was fucking good. I do recommend trying one of those. In fact, do you feel a bit more we, enlightened, strong, stronger yeah, I mean, now? I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Look, do we? You all want to have one of these? Is there, is there room for seconds? I'm oh, I, I would say, one eight. I would say, Grinner, like you, you're feeling satisfied. Like that, that urge to eat more—that's actually not there right now. You've sated that. You've eaten a serving. Oh. You're feeling good. Like you feel not full, not uncomfortable. You feel sated. Okay. Yeah, that was um, that was lovely. I don't feel overstuffed. That seemed to be the perfect amount to fit my stomach. What a tasty delight! I'm I'm kind of excited for it tonight. Then, yeah, I agree. I think it would be even better warm. It was. Brenna, you could also have a bite of mine tonight when it's warm if you wanted to just try some warm. Well, I mean, my I was, yes, I think I might. No worries. Just trying to look after you. I appreciate that. I'm not going to do anything else in this hour. Alrighty. Um, okay. Can I have Has? You're looking. You're looking thoughtful. Can you please roll me a d20? Can do. Ooh, you're in trouble. Do better than last time. <laughs> you're no, in trouble with. Wrong. Wrong. Embarrassing. Yeah. Eight. Could you roll me Could a roll D100 now, please? <laughs> roll high. Yes, please. Ooh, right 50. Exactly in neutral. the middle. Okay. As you guys are sitting there enjoying your pie, taking a bit of a long rest, oh, sorry, taking a short rest, enjoying yourselves, um, a very dark cloud passes over, casting this, this shadow that covers the land completely. And you can see these... Every so often, these little flashes of light coming from within it. As um, Ismark looks up, he mutters and goes, Ah, oh, shit, the Mad Mage is out again. Um, we might want to find some cover. There's going to be some thunder and lightning around here uh, sometime is, soon. Is this actually a Mad Mage, or is this just another mean nickname that you've given to a town? No, 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 it's, it's, an, insane, <laughs> it's an insane wizard. Um, we're going to need to get under some trees, uh, maybe get some cover. It doesn't always rain, um, and the lightning normally doesn't strike the ground, but uh, if he's sort of busting about, fucking about with storms again, it's probably best we just take a little bit of cover. It'll pass over soon, I promise. Um, just just come under the tree line here. Ismark leads you away just underneath the tree line. Sure enough, a few moments later, this boom rattles the trees around you as this thunder blast goes off, and you can see this bolt of lightning streak through the cloud. Uh, it, it'll be over soon. Who yeah. is this mad mage? Uh, we don't really know. Uh, he sort of came out of nowhere uh, a couple of years back, rallied a whole bunch of townspeople, told them he could take on Strahd, uh, and he, he did. He held his own for quite a while against him, but um, Strahd won and um, destroyed him, cast him down into the ravine below Castle Ravenloft. After that, something broke, and he's been absolutely batshit crazy ever since. Um, Strahd didn't kill him, and I think that... Whatever happened, whatever Strahd did to him, drove him insane. Sometimes he goes around just setting off storms. Sometimes he, like, will just randomly attack things. He set a forest on fire a few weeks back. Just set it on fire. 
with blue flame for like two minutes and then put it out laughing the whole time. It was terrifying. You don't sound mad? He's, he's batshit insane. Irina sort of nods and goes, I, 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 I want to be fair to him. Like clearly he has suffered a pretty horrible trauma, but yes, he's, he's batshit insane. <laughs> okay, so this guy, he, he just puts on pyrotechnics display and he's batshit insane. Old priest murders townspeople and all let's treat him with respect and take him to guards. No, no, it's not just. It's not just. It's not just pyrotechnics. Like he he raised a whole bunch of zombies and then ha- like levitated them up into the sky and then had them rain down while laughing. I, <laughs> I don't know how to like comment on it was that sort men. Of... <laughs> He was singing too this awful tune I've never heard before. <laughs> it's a raining man, hallelujah. <laughs> it was it was really like seriously batshit insane. There was one it time where he made bats me. out of shit. Like he literally made all the people's poo of Rovia grow bat wings and fly around. It was literally bat shit insane. She doesn't say that last bit. Um, it sounds more amusing than um, most of the, the stuff that goes on in your very dreary town. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. But um, we, don't, we don't really want to draw his attention because... What if personal- we go say hello? Yeah, perhaps I, we could be useful in our fight I mean, against Mr. Strahd. Look, you're, you're welcome to give it a go. Everyone knows he, uh, he has a base up in the mountains. Um, no, but I mean right now. Oh, uh, I, I really wouldn't recommend that. I've been told that he has moments where he's more lucid than others. Occasionally people will go and try and like seek him out for, for his gifts and for his power. Some of them return, so I'd probably <laughs> wait until he's not around doing crazy magic shit and uh, give it a go a little bit later. But look, hey, I'm, I'm not your boss. If you want to give it a shot, you're welcome to. I just don't recommend it um you want to head to uh to baratok mount baratok uh if you look from where we are here um probably the easiest way to get there is uh, uh as well just just to keep heading uh west of where we are now and then take a north west north Got it. west then north um you'll see we come up to a road that diverges soon um I should warn you as well, actually, the path that we're taking here, we are going to pass by quite close to Castle Ravenloft. Just so you know. That seems like a bad idea? No, during the day we should be okay. Uh, normally, normally Strahd doesn't come out during the day, from what we've seen. Well, then should we not get a move on in case we end up past there at night time? Uh, yeah, that's why I was sort of saying that we should only stop for a moment and then you thought we were like eating pie and taking a break and now the mad mage is here i just thought we wanted to get well, there alive I mean, a little bit more context would have been good with that yeah you know, arena nods say, oh let's have a little stoppy and suddenly all right well lads and tifla sorry love it, i suppose arena arena nods uh, what my brother is not saying is that sometimes being close to the castle can come with its benefits. Part of the protection that the village of Barovia has is that we are in the shadow of, of Castle Ravenloft. There are other dark creatures here. Creatures that would see us harm but do not want to anger or upset Strahd. They will not go near his abode. So while we might be in danger from him out and about, it does give us protection from other things that we might not know. So there are pros and cons. Better the devil you know, right? I mean, not when the devil you know is the literal worst thing in the entire region. Yeah, Almost a devil. Yeah, yes, perhaps. but he, I don't think he will notice us if we stay close to the roads in the woodlands, just have a small tent, no fire, or maybe a very small I fire. Hide in plain sight. I like it. 
Well, oh, all right. Let's let's keep going then. Let's let's uh, make this happen. You watch as the storm the above begins again. heading back towards the north again, uh, as, as as if like diverting away rapidly from Castle Ravenloft, not wanting to go near it, as it diverts and heads up to the, towards What's the it? north very very quickly, uh, against the wind. I should add. Ah, oh, okay, great. Yeah, the Mad Mage has given up. Perfect. All right, let's keep going. Did you ever get the Mage's name? No, no, we never got the Mage's name. Um, he never told us his name. I just appeared one day, rallied the townsfolk, and then marched on Castle well, Rivenloft. He rallied the townsfolk without giving a name? Yeah, he, he was a really good speaker, uh, very persuasive. Uh, spoke about how he was a powerful wizard from another land, that he could help free us, um, that we would not have to live in the tyranny of a vampire any longer. He had special powers he could use to defeat the vampire. And look, I'm not saying he wasn't a powerful wizard, but you saw what happened. But what, why would he want to help a whole bunch of people he's never um, come across before? I don't know. No idea. I mean, you're helping us, so is it really so hard to believe that some people might just want to help others? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, let's get going. And with that, you guys keep on moving. After another 30 minutes, you arrive at a fork in the road. Uh, one heading towards the north, one heading south, but then curving up around towards the north again. As you guys sort of come uh, up to the fork, you see uh, Ismark sort of stiffen slightly. Uh, yes, this is the River Ivlus crossing. We probably want to be a little bit careful here. Um, just keep your head on a swivel. Sometimes Vistani can be around here, and not th- I don't trust the Vistani, but I don't really trust the Vistani. These the more murdery Vistani or the annoying caravan Vistani? Hard to say. Uh, very capable of being both. Uh, sometimes you can meet the very happy, friendly Vistani who take you back to their camp, feed you some food, have a lovely drink, and then they stab you. Oh, so I've heard. Arena kind of like punches him on the arm. No, that there is a, a huge difference between the Vistani and the bandits who call themselves Vistani. That, please, do not pick up my brother's prejudices. The, the Vistani are travelers. Yes, they are not to be 100% trusted. They are, they are looking out for themselves, but they, they live a dangerous life out here on the roads. There are bandits who dress as Vistani so that they can take advantage of people's trust of the Vistani or people's uh, feelings of safeness around the Vistani. That's okay. I think we already have our own prejudices against the Vistani. It's <laughs> Say? Uh, as you guys begin looking around, um, <laughs> you can see is, is Mark sort of like pauses, nods, and then goes, I think we'll take the road to the south. I'm pretty sure there's a Vistani encampment up to the north, or there was last time I passed through here. It's a little bit further, but I'd prefer not to go around any of them. Do you all agree? Yes. Yeah, I mean, will we still get there within the previously agreed upon time frame? Yeah, I think so. It shouldn't add too much more to the trip. Okay, think- then let's, let's go. Great. As you guys begin heading south, you come to a region around the road where a small hillock rises above it, and you can see a gallows with seven corpses swinging slowly in the breeze on this hilltop. And as you guys pass by and look at them, Jonor, you see one of the corpses is wearing a long white robe with a blue scarf and a blue hood. And you sort of like have this double take as you look at it, and as you look closer, it's your corpse swinging in the wind. Slightly rotted, sallow cheeks, empty eye sockets where a crow has pecked them out. The hair's just begun to rot. 
but this is unmistakably you. Your spellbook is even there, still strapped to your waist, half hidden underneath the blue sash. How far away is this? Just up the hill, like 20 feet away from you. Just up a little bit ahead. I'm going to see that and just storm straight towards it. Just run up to try to make sense of that. I've yeah. just written down Jonor dead. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good run. Jonor, as, as you rush up, yeah, the other corpses just look like villagers. It's hard to sort of discern anything about them. A few men, a few women, one child. But your corpse right in the middle just swinging slowly in the breeze mouth open neck broken and the jaw hanging slightly loose as it sort of swings eyeless I honestly think he's not going to handle that very well yeah I'd like Uh, you to roll me a sanity check yeah I think that's coming up (laughs) if we see him jog up the hill do we also see what he sees no you just see seven corpses swinging in the breeze. You, know, you, you don't know what Jonor's looking at or what's, what's got him all in a tizzy. Uh, Jonor, that is a 19. Are you plus 10 for your sanity? That can't be right. Is that right? Uh, surely not. That seems excessive. Uh, don't think oh, so. wait, what you are a wizard, though. So I got intelligence and plus two to wisdom. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, don't... Jonor's a very one. sane. He's a very sane boy. <laughs> so it's it's. Um, con, three int. So, oh, so it should only be, be plus five. five. Should only be plus five because it's ten plus your wisdom or intelligence modifier plus your constitution modifier. So it should only be plus five. So we'll take five off that. Fourteen. Fourteen is still enough. Just as yeah. Why is yours? Why does it say plus ten? Do you mean, oh yeah, it should only be plus five. It's only plus five on the actual thing. I wonder why it rolled with plus ten. I don't know. Let me see if I roll. Oh, it's tried to use your strength or something. I had drop down and I clicked a different, um, I chose intelligence. Yeah. What I might do then, what I might do just to make life easy so that it doesn't do this in future, I'm going to change the value. Um, so that when, so I'll, I'll just have it be your constitution. And then when you roll it, always select intelligence. So your constitution is plus two. So it'd be plus two. And now when we roll it, it should be plus, let's double check, plus five. Nope. I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. We'll figure it out later. I'll I'll let it this and fix it up. Um, Back in a sec, sure. Um, here we go. So he's going to see his body. He's going to stand there in disbelief. Uh, look up to see the eyeless face looking down at them. Probably start as like blood blood's dropping down. Um, and he's going to like gra- grab the grab the body, like probably the the feet or the ankles, and just see if it's real and touch it. Um, and like run his hands on the body. Am I am I dead? What is going on? Jonor, as you touch the body, you watch as it slowly begins to crumble into dust. The dust coating your hands almost like an ash surface. And as it begins exploding into dust around, the head turns towards you. The mouth grins wildly. And the empty eye sockets look at you. The voice croaks. (laughs) Soon as the entire body turns to dust in your hands. You guys watch as the corpse turns to dust, but you don't see it looking like Jonah, and you don't see it move or talk. Jonah, only you see this happen. What's what's coming soon? Am, am I going to die? I then go to grab the, the spell book to see if it writes the same... It's got the same words in there that my, my book has got. 
as you open the spell book, Jonor, it just says soon over and over again, written in this scrawled handwriting, cramped and on the page. And as you look, the ink is this very dark red color. I just flick page after page after page. And as just you, say, as soon, you turn. Soon, soon. Yeah, it just says soon, like repeated thousands of times on the page, hundreds of times cramped and getting smaller and smaller. And as you begin turning the pages, they begin swirling into this spiral of soon that forms into the shape of a skull written in the word soon. All these tiny little like writings of soon forming the shape of a skull. And then as you get to that page, the book slowly begins turning to dust. Shadow, what are you doing, mate? Soon, it's gonna happen soon. This, I'm gonna die. This, this thing, that's me. I'm, I'm dead. And do you, can you not see me up there? I turn it. Look at this body. It's uh, me. Jo- jo- Jonah, there's, there's nothing there. You touch one of the corpses and it turned to dust. It's like, what's going on, buddy? Who that was you? me. I'm gonna. This thing just told me I'm gonna die. I told him I'm gonna die. Jonah, everyone dies eventually. <laughs> yeah, Have you not ever soon. had your body? <laughs> Have you had your body look at you and tell you you're gonna die? That wasn't I go you, back to mate. Because that'd be absolutely psychotic. I'm absolutely sure that I saw this thing tell me I'm gonna die and there's my book. I gotta look my book and then flip through all the pages to all, see. All the, this... all the spells are there, everything's as you remember, it's all all normal. Turtle, that didn't even look like you. What the fuck are you all about? Yeah, why were you touching the corpse of an old woman? That was, that was not an old woman. That was me. That was my coat. I oh, saw buddy. my future dead body. No, oh, so, buddy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the next body and and look up at it and like shake its leg and see what it does. It, it just sways in the breeze as you sort of give it a poke. Very like solid, very real. Um, this is getting a little bit fucking weird now, mate. I, I slap a uh, with called mage armor onto myself. <laughs> At this point, just all pops up, you know, shrink, shrinks back on, and um, have a slight glow on me. Your your mage armor. Um, how how does it look? Like I don't think we've discussed what it looks like. Your mage armor. Oh no, maybe, maybe it was a have. halo inspired bubble bubble shield. Yeah, that's right. This sort of like golden light shines around you, and then shrinks to form this like second. I'm just punching yeah. the microphone. Sorry about that, podcast listeners. Um, shrinks <laughs> around to <laughs> shrinks around to to form a protective uh, protective barrier around you. Yeah. I mean, Jonah, you, even, even though you passed the sanity check, like that's only to stop you going insane. You feel very off. Like this, this is wrong. Something is very, very wrong here. Um, I got to look around, look into the sky. Any sign of something else abnormal here? No, nothing that you can see as you, as you look around quite fearful, like looking up at the sky, looking around the ground. The only thing that you can kind of think of, Jonah, is because you passed your sanity check, is that maybe you imagined this, or maybe this is a spell of some sort. And then as you think, you're like, okay, there, there are illusion spells, like spells that can make things look much more real than they actually are. Maybe this was an illusionary spell. Maybe this was some sort of illusion that I saw. And that thought doesn't bring you a huge amount of comfort, but probably does calm you down a little bit because your mind is now right. starting to go well no this this can't have been real like and, and, and you are cognizant enough and, and um savvy enough to know with with your passing of that uh, check yeah that can't be that can't have been you really like there's no way that was you um this is this is not adding up guys uh, I, i'm gonna then immediately cast like first level uh, detect magic 
I'm not going to bother with the ritual. Just cast it and examine this body and the things around. Do I see yeah. any, any types of magic? No, as you as you cast detect magic and look over it, there's no magic here at all. Just four dead bodies now. Sorry, no, six dead bodies now swinging in the wind. In the wind. This um, this is this is not looking good. Uh, let's let's um, let's move on from this thing. Um, let's yeah, let's, let's move <laughs> no, on. No, I don't think we're just gonna move on. That was a bit of a fucking episode there, Jodor. Yeah, have you ever seen yourself hanging dead before? And and it tells you you're going to probably die soon. Um, well, no, but either have you, Jonal. Yeah. I'm ab- absolutely... No, I I know what I've seen. This is... I'm just going to... I'm going to walk off. I'm- Jonal, can, can I talk to you for... No, okay. <laughs> I, I stomp off and... Yep. Arena puts a hand on your shoulder. Um... Maybe it's best to let him let him go. I, the mind can play tricks out here sometimes, and I mean, if what he saw is what he saw, then I understand why he is so upset. Maybe it is best to just let him go have a moment to calm down. I mean, I would understand too, but I'm more concerned about why he saw it. Uh, I I, I do not know. Uh, yeah. Is he? Uh, Prone to seeing glimpses of the future, uh, prophecy. He's prone to being in his own little world. <laughs> Ismark kind of nods. Uh, yeah, right. Well, uh, we, we probably shouldn't ha- hang here for too long. And then he kind of pauses, looks up the hanging bodies and go, pun not intended. Um, maybe we should carry on. Yeah, look, uh, how far away to the nearest, humor. Uh, settlement? Valaki is going to be the closest, unless you want to shack up with the uh, Vistani overnight. No, no, I don't. I want to know uh, the closest to these hug people here. Oh, uh, the village of Barovia, where we've just come from. Uh, right. We're about halfway between Barovia and Castle Ravenloft. Right, which is uh, how, how long we've we been travelling. I was sort of thinking about uh, other things. Two and a half hours plus half hour rest, hour rest, so about three and a half hours now, maybe four hours. So- why why would anybody drag seven people out to like three four hours away from anywhere and hang them oh that's an easy that's an easy answer i can i can give you that one you don't want to hang up a source of food that might attract beasts or monsters near the town uh there are two other gibbets around i know there's one a little bit further north near sir pool uh and one down south near the river you don't want to attract animals and monsters to the settlement, so if criminals are to be hung, often it's done so out in the wilds to keep them, keep the carrion feeders away from the villages and settlements. These look like they could be maybe Vistani, potentially. Maybe the Vistani caught some bandits and, and hung them here. Some of them look like they could be villages of Barovia as well. I, I don't know. But I can tell you now that we try not to, uh, not to leave any food or, or potential food sources out near the village. Um, I don't want to uh, be a distraction, but I missed about everything that you said. Did you say the word gibbet? Yes. Um, what? That's not a word. Yes, uh, gibbet is a, uh, a pole that you erect to hang someone from. No, that's a pole. No, no. It's specifically, 
if you wanted to hang somebody, uh, you can create oh. a structure known as a gibbet. Look at or that. I'm learning things every day. Is that yes. with two Gs? Uh, no, just one. Okay. But it is a G? It is a G. Interesting. I think. Interesting. Maybe it's maybe it's a J. I actually, I've never written it down. Well, who writes these days anyway? No one. Who can? Uh, I mean, I can write. I, I do write oh. frequently. I've just never written that word before. Brag about it. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to keep... Time to keep moving, everybody. And he just starts walking past Tiffler. <laughs> um, as you guys catch up to Jonah and begin heading along, Jonah, how are you, how are you doing with that uh, encounter? <laughs> I'm going to be pretty unsettled about it, and I think he's going to be keeping to himself. Uh, he's good yeah, yeah, not going to be chatting. Yeah, okay. As you guys continue heading north, the pathway leads again through a dense, dense patch of woodland, and as you get to a break in the path, um, Arena sort of points through a gap in the tree line to the road and goes, Oh, I, I, we can take a shortcut through the woods here. I, I, I've done this before. It is, uh, it is a little bit quicker than going around. Um, much much quicker does uh, does anybody anybody proficient at navigating through woodland uh, i've marched through woodland before but i don't think that's really look i i am quite proficient in navigating the woods as is my friend titla that's me well if, if you two could take the leads uh, we're just looking to sort of head uh northwest of here for uh, about half an hour or so we should break through the tree line to the road that way Alrighty. Oh. Uh, Tithla, please help. Theodore and Tithla, could you both roll me survival checks? Oh, Theodore, ten survival. Okay, Tithla, could you please roll me a survival check? I am. Oh, or you I can give, or you boy. can give Theodore the help action. No, no nine, good. No, um, Theodore's kind of like me. Theodore's kind of like looking around. The trees really throwing you off. The wildlife. Tithla in the trees. would be super low key about it. Be like, yes, that way. I'm just so used to using the birds and stuff to navigate, but the birds are all weird and aggressive here. Yeah, no, me too. The birds are weird. I don't like the birds. <laughs> the birds. Um, what have they ever done for us? As you continue on and begin heading towards the other side and, and pass out of the woodlands, you come to a stretch of road that leads across a river, uh, a large bridge uh, just in front of you. And you can hear the sound of water rushing by. And as you get to the bridge and look to the left, you can see a massive waterfall with water pouring over the side. Um, a great stone bridge spanning the canyon and high high above probably a couple of hundred feet maybe even a thousand feet above you this massive waterfall just dropping water over the edge that pools in this massive pool underneath um almost as large as a lake from where you guys are standing as you pass over the bridge night has just started to fall as you get to this point and you can see the hillside around you sort of rising up to form these hillocks breaking through the forest line and high above, off towards the east from where you guys are, rising up on a large hill, you can see a massive castle made of dark grey and black stone, spires reaching towards the sky. Castle Ravenloft. Exactly and that, what I didn't want to happen. <laughs> and that <laughs> is where we are going to pause for tonight and, uh, and leave it for there. And we will come back again next week to see how that goes for everybody. So thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I'm looking forward to uh, to jumping back in with more Curse of Strahd next week and uh, for Jared to rejoin us. Um, yeah, 
super, super excited. I hope you've joined tonight's session. For those of you who are familiar with the Curse of Stroud module, you're going, wait a minute, there's some things that have changed here. You're right, there <laughs> are. I've changed loads of things. If you want to find out what those are, you can check the wiki. Um, it'll be in the description of the video, or if you're watching us live, it's just popped up on the right there now. Um, all the changes I make, all the homebrew stuff is in the wiki. I don't release everything yet because the players can see the wiki and I don't want them to see some of the things yet but as things what? are spoiler free I will update the wiki so you can see everything uh, spoiler spoilers included once again so thank you so much for joining us tonight everybody we will see you all on Wednesday for Tyranny of Dragons until then stay safe and stay well and we will see you all again next time goodbye everybody bye 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 Thank you.